0: is up podcast. Hey, it's Drew Faulkner back again for another episode of Moto Adventure Unscripted. Uh, Today I'm sitting down with Tyler Gant. Uh, Tyler is a former amateur and pro motocross racer. He's also the founder and general manager of triumph of harrisonburg um i went out to visit his shop uh, last year to do a test ride and some other stuff and obviously we've had a lot of back and forth on instagram so we wanted to sit down and just have a little chit chat about uh about bikes and how he got started and a little bit about racing so hope you enjoy the show so tonight we're sitting down with uh Tyler Gant and uh looks like you cracked open a beer just now indeed <laughs> had, had a Coors Light uh, in the fridge
1: so i to join the party
0: you uh are you kind of a macro beer drinker or are you just all beer is good beer or what
1: um yeah you know, it depends on the situation you know if I'm having dinner I like uh I like like blue moon type stuff yeah but uh it, you know if there's beer around to be drank i'm not going to deny a beer <laughs> or that's any cool. drink or any drink for that matter so
0: it's uh that's generally been the way that it's been i've decided to kind of calm it down tonight uh, a little bit even though it's friday maybe when i get out to the shed later i'll change my mind yeah, I feel <laughs> but you. yeah. For right now <laughs> so how you been with uh with everything that's been going on man
1: we've been all right you know we've been plugging along a little bit it's you know it's it's definitely been been different it's been slow um our showrooms is is closed down right now um but you know we're still still doing deals we're still selling still got service wide open you know if somebody uh does when people do come we greet them outside and you know right now we're wearing masks and gloves and Mm -hmm. in the whole nine yards um but it is the slowest year for us so far yeah um you know it's supposed to be our fastest but um, I guess if there is an excuse, to, uh, if there's ever a time to have an excuse, it's now. So, uh, and that would be, you know, our excuse. Uh, so the Triumph dealers, there they are still, you know, our region's still doing pretty good. Um, I know, you know, some of our competitors are in the eight and nine bikes in a month there. And, you know, we're, shoot, I think we're at two or three right now. And it's, it's dead. Uh, but, you know, a um, couple things happening, you know, I, I try not to ever get down. You know, I'm a mental guy big time. Um, And that's, that comes from, I guess, you know, just my whole life of moto because moto is a mental game. You know, (laughs) it's, it's physical more than anything, but you have to have that mental side to figure out the physical side, if you know what I mean. Um, You know, and um, me and you have been chatting about this for a little bit. And um, unfortunately my grandfather just passed away. Um, Not the one that, that. not the, thank you. Not the one that's involved with triumphs, but one that I was very close with and he was a, he was a Marine and, He's a guy that, uh that you know he never he never let anything affect him. And he always he he just he left here wanting me to continue work hard. So in a way it's kinda giving me another boost to you know figure out something and, and keep going. You know, we're not going anywhere, obviously. Uh we do have cars and stuff too. We have Articat as well. Um we also have Swartz Auto Sales, which was um you know where my grandfather started who is my boss. <coughs> um you know, and, 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 you know, the, you know, the uh, triumph of Harrisonburg would have never happened without him.
0: It's, um, so that's why I'm glad I got you on the line. Cause that's, I kind of wanted to, to walk that back, obviously for the listeners, if they didn't pick that up already, you're, you're, you are a triumph of Harrisonburg. I didn't, I forget. Yes. Are you officially the general manager? I forget uh, what your I, title is.
1: My title, you know, on my card is general manager. Yeah. Um, but when, you know, uh you know, certain people, I introduce myself as the owner. Some people, Uh, But Most of the people, uh, you know, I'm the manager founder um, because it was it was in quotes founded, you know, in my in my office here at my house. Um, But, you know, then taken to uh, paper and whatnot with them Uh, because we have you know, we have uh, three new car franchises. And my my grandfather's had up to 10 in the past. And we have a couple of music studios some things like that and you know that's how one reason i'm heavily involved with music as well so
0: <laughs> well that's uh that's a huge part of your social media presence yeah there's no, there's it is. no doubt so, so take me back when did triumph of harrisonburg open
1: and uh, how April, did like
0: how did that happen
1: yeah yeah that for sure I, I i do like this question it's definitely evolved because the times change <laughs> the answer has um, but uh, it, it, Triumph of Harrisonburg came about in October of 2013. Um, I retired from uh, professional motocross in uh, August of 2013. Uh, my, last, my last gate drop was the last chance qualifier at the Buzz Creek National. Um, so um, from there, man, you know, I uh, – um, motorcycles have been my life. I mean, that's – you know, for, for some people – a lot of my customers, it's, you know, where they're just getting into it and, and whatnot, and they're just riding street and whatnot. And for me, street and the, the street and adventure world didn't open up until 2014, you know, with Triumph. I've raced, uh, raced dirt bikes since I was four, and that's where it came from, you know. And, and never in a million years growing up did I think I could give up dirt bike racing. Yeah. Um, but, um, excuse me, eight, eight surgeries later here and – you know, I can't even tell, I mean, I've had, you know, well over eight concussions, and and well, one, and
0: was it, tell four. me, tell me the triumph story, because I, w- I definitely want to go back and yeah, get into yeah, the motocross, yeah. too, I want to go, no,
1: for sure, but, you know, for, for that, for that reason, for mm-hmm. all of that, uh, it, my, my motorcycle career had to end, you know, the racing, the moto dirt bike side, so, um, uh, with the things I've told you already, Honda, we have Honda Ford Hyundai now, but it's called Harrison Auto Mall. Um, my granddad, you know, he said come up with an idea because he's the one who backed my racing when I turned pro. Nice, um, you know, and and I just, you know, I, I was thinking of brands, you know, because I'm just motorcycle and I came across Triumph. Um, uh um, and i new triumph my dad built some tri- classics growing up because he was he's just a moto head everything um he was a little more evolved in the motor thing than i was it took me a little longer but he was building uh triumphs when i was growing up in the garage and, and he sold those off but i knew what a bonnie was when i was six yeah um so um i looked him up man and and i was kind of in a you know i was in a little bit of a rut because i've raced my whole life and all of a sudden it's over And, uh, I sent them an email on a Wednesday and literally on the next, the very next day, that Thursday, a Triumph rep came to our Honda store looking for me. Um, so it was really kind of meant to be. And that was, uh, that was, you know, I, I can't actually remember the date that that happened, but it took about eight months and then, you know, come April, May of 14 is when we, when we opened and how we opened Triumph was, you know, I came up with the idea, we got all the approval and all, but we had a Mitsubishi franchise, a car franchise which is where our location is. It was Harrisonburg-Mitsubishi. Uh, and Mitsubishi has been, had been dead in our area for quite a few years. So we made the, uh, the decision to get rid of Mitsubishi and bring in Triumphs and, uh, you know, along with the, the used cars at Articat as well. So, um, you know, really a brain child of, of my, my thoughts, my mother's thoughts and my grandfather's thoughts. So my mom's a huge part of it, so. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's wild. Let's let's rewind some. Are you are you born and raised in that part of Virginia?
1: Yeah, I am. I was here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, Rockingham County is the county right here. You know, you can back and forth all day long. Uh, you know, from the city of Harrisonburg to Rockingham. But yeah, I have been. You know, raced uh, raced race my whole life and traveled racing. You know, I've been to all over the country racing. I moved to a Millsap training facility in 2010 uh, for a while. Live there for a while but other than that you know i've just i've lived here and uh, you know in, in in harrisonburg and on the road so uh,
0: it's I, I was telling shaheen the other day when i was talking to him um about the trip out there and uh, i had been wanting to get out to virginia anyway but i just shenandoah valley man oh it's just that stretch of highway on the way in there like the highway sucks but it was just so beautiful yeah. just to see the mountains and you guys have a massive Mennonite community out there.
1: Oh, no, yeah, yeah, big time, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, it never gets old, really. But, yeah, you're right about that. A mile, uh, not even a mile behind our shop, you know, there's a Mennonite church that has 500 horse and buggies every week you know, through the week. And you have to dodge the the, 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 the manure on the, on the road and, and stuff like that. And, you know, the air is definitely fresh country air. But, I, you know, I really wouldn't have any any anyway. other way. I'm not comfortable in big big cities i don't like it we have some property and stuff in nashville like i said a studio and um you know i like going there but it's nice to be there for a few days and then get back home so
0: that's it's the strangest thing as i've talked to people especially with all the crazy stuff that's going on and i'm like I live in the city, but I'm like, I'm trapped here. I mean, I've been born and raised here. So this technically, this is all I know. But I mean, after, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out at grandma's house and spending time overseas and being in so many different places that I I don't really care for city life. It's just, that's where the work is. Right. when I went down to your shop I was like this is the most amazing place to ever take a test
1: ride <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> yeah the uh the picture you took of uh, the scrambler one of ours the x x whatever 1200 you rode yeah uh, it has that farm in the background that is that is uh 500 yards from my grandparents mm. so you know that's right we're right where I've grown up right there and you know we used to ride bikes and some of the farmland there beside us and you know, always have, had, have rode real moto and went to, you know, real tracks, but also, uh, you know, had a slight adventure side. I have, you know, rode some woods a lot too uh, because we're in that area, rode the mountains here a lot. But, you know, before Triumph, always just had that one kind of straight mindset that really is closed minded and, and really kind of holds you back from the real moto world. So
0: I want to circle back to that. Um, so you're born and raised there and then yeah. you started riding when?
1: Well, um, um, my dad had me on a CR 500 on the tank shoot. I wasn't even home for a couple of weeks. And then, um, <laughs> uh, I got a PW when I was three and, um, and then it took me a little bit and I didn't really touch it or ride it until I was about four. And then, you know, that's, you know, that four year I stuck there and I, I immediately started racing. Cause that's what my dad did. He was always racing. You know, I grew up with him riding, racing and, Um, you know, it was everything to us. That's, you know, it was, it's all we ever, it's all we ever did. I didn't play normal sports. I did slightly, you know, I played one year of football and I liked to play basketball a little bit, but it always got in the way of moto. So I started when I was four and, uh, I did take a brief, a brief, uh, break. I had a, a big get off and had a pretty gnarly injury at like 11 or 12, something like that. And I, I rode and raced downhill mountain bikes for like a year. Um, I had a good buddy that was doing that, and uh, he was really good. And uh, so I decided to follow along there for a little bit and then just realized that I missed, uh, missed moto. So, you know, took a break uh, for about a year or so and then got back to racing dirt bikes. So. so
0: so when did you move from amateur to professional? 2009
1: to 2010 was my transition year. Um, I rode a professional arena cross in the lights class with an amateur number. Um, because in 2010, what year that was, um, if you had, uh, enough points or whatnot in the A class, you were allowed to try and qualify for the professional arena cross. Um, and so I did, uh, that was 2010 and, um, I went and you know, in 2007, I wanted to start doing arena cross as an amateur. Uh, my mom had just gotten me two new bikes, and we went to Baltimore, and both of them got stolen out of a back of my trailer. Wow! And uh, so uh, that was in Baltimore for the Baltimore Arena Cross, and didn't obviously get to do that. It took a very long time for us to recover from that and and get more bikes. This was before I had the help from my grandfather because he only looked at it as a as a hobby, which you know right. at that point it was, but that it never was a hobby to me, and it never will be. Yeah, we got this stolen there and uh, it took a while to recover. So long story short, 2010 comes, you know, I'm riding uh, A class and I wasn't winning all the time, but I was always up front. I would win. So I decided I'm going to go do arena cross. I just said, I'm just going to do it. Uh, And uh, this was before I went to Millsaps. And then Went to Michigan from Virginia. Got my, my grandpa gave me a box van because he, he realized what we were doing. Yeah. Uh, we, we cut a hole in the, in the behind the seats so we could get connected to the box. Built a house out of this thing, man. Took the tags off of my truck and transferred them to that for a few months. And we drove to Michigan. I was .3 seconds off of the night show that weekend. Both nights, I was .3 seconds. Uh, and, and then the very next weekend, we just stayed on the road and went to Baltimore which is where I got my bikes stolen from originally. And that weekend I qualified for mains both nights, not just the night show mains. So that was, uh, that was what I realized. I was like, Oh man, shit. I think I can do this. You know? Funny. So from there it just kind of took off. And then, uh, after that series, uh, I was a professional then, but I was running an amateur number cause I was riding in yeah. you know, a professional series. But at that at the end of that i had enough points and i got my my uh my my outdoor license and my supercross license which gave me number 818 which is why you'll uh, some people pay attention to some of my stuff you'll see 818 everywhere a lot lot of things so
0: um i don't know motocross as well because i'm still new to racing in general and obviously i'm doing cross country so what bike were you running in your last amateur class before you switched, switched to pro
1: I was riding a two thousand thirteen KX four fifty.
0: Yeah. Oh, so you were. And, you went right into four fifty.
1: Well, no, I I rode lights class in arena cross, uh, uh, and I, I also would try for the big class, but I I never did make a main in the big class. I made some night shows, but um, like the four fifty class in arena cross. Um, but I I rode lights for for a while, and about uh, two thousand twelve, I switched to four fifties for good because I uh, Budds Creek National, I had a Man, we had a crazy expensive KTM 250F, and it was the slowest one there. (laughs) And and I was like, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm 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 tired of you know I wasn't I obviously wasn't fast enough for either to qualify that year. But um, the bike, it was just slow, it was lagging. So I said, I'm done with these, and I'm just going to ride 450s from here on out because you don't have to do as much to the bike. You know, all I had was a pipe and some clamps, and my suspensions, valved and sprung, and you know, done right for me. And you know, I never had crazy, crazy, crazy bikes. You know, I had some cool stuff, but nothing like you see a lot of these cats have now. So
0: did you race two strokes at any point?
1: I did. Uh, I grew up on two strokes. Um, yeah. You know, uh, on 85s. And then I rode 125s uh, for about a year in like a what's, what's called schoolboy boy. Uh, and then I would ride 125C on an 80 a lot um which was like you know it was, it was like 125 novice beginner class i guess which a lot of them cats you know in a lot of places in the country they're, they're a little wild, but they ain't slow <laughs> right you know so uh but yeah i did uh but that was that was real quick uh, 06 uh they're 05 2005 i started riding 250s and 450s at the same time i was riding for a honda shop here in town which is still here um, and uh, I was riding both. So we rode, we rode both classes both weekends and always have either four motos on Sunday or six motos, depending. Because before I was uh, 24, I'm almost 30 now. I would run the college boy class too, just for more seat time.
0: I guess as a guy, again, I've never raced motocross, and I see those jumps, and I go, "That looks like awesome," and it looks horrible <laughs> when you don't land that right. That looks really bad. It does.
1: <laughs> yes. So,
0: was it tough going back and forth from 250 to 450?
1: No, no, not at really? all. It, you know, it uh, it got it got. You know, I can ride a motorcycle better than I can walk, literally. <laughs> so, so I'm very in tune with with the bikes, you know, with with my hands and feeling and sound and all. You know, I just got very used to how they both reacted, and it was not—they were both set up identically. I mean, like the mm-hmm. same bike, same bars, same levers, down to the. What's really cool is the, my mechanic, my lead service guy, at Triumph. Now was my race mechanic when I race. Um, so he always had everything dialed in right. And you know, there was a couple of years I struggled with with because uh, it's expensive, man, and yeah. to keep bikes going. But luckily, I had help from a lot of people, and um, and yeah, we we rode both and. But I but I always choose a 450. I have a 2019, I have a brand new 2019 kicks 450 now. So
0: I would uh I would think the four fifties would kind of make you lazy, but I imagine it depends they do. on the track.
1: <laughs> they do. Uh but now, you know, at you know at I'll be 30 in May, like I said. Now I'm allowed to be lazy when I ride moto. You know, the best thing for the best thing for me now is that moto is fun again. <laughs> you know so uh and, and I don't want it to be competitive man and I'm I, I'm quite you know I I would do a hair scramble or something if the buddies want to get together and do that uh but the competitive side of me is 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 still there mentally I yeah. fight that a lot I fight it a lot but uh in a good way I mean not, yeah. I don't want to say fight like a bad thing but um but I, I I'm I, I want to stay away from competition so bad you know, when we have adventure rides now, I, I look at the whole group beforehand and I literally, with complete sincereness, say there is no shame in asking someone to take your fifteen dollars to $20,000 adventure bike over this obstacle if you don't feel comfortable. You know, I don't, I, because, you know, I, I wasn't always good at, or fast. You know, I have one of my best buddies growing up, which owns a dealership down the road. It seems like he's always been really fast. And he's always been really good, even since we were little. And when I was really small, I wasn't really that fast. I was kind of nervous and scared. And, you know, and then, um, you know, I got on 80s and, and something just clicked at some point and I started going fast. So, but, you know, I knew what it was like. And then and then I went to a stage of not knowing, of just not even thinking about that and being kind of that arrogant person, but not person, but just you have to be mean to be fast in race motocross. You have <laughs> to be mean to win. And, and and not saying mean to everybody you meet, but yeah. if you don't have the ability to click that switch on and say it's go time and, and I, I don't have friends on the racetrack and if you give me an inch, I'm going to take a mile. That's just how it is. And you'll, you'll see people complaining about dirty racing and this, that, and the other. And man, I got, I got my tib and fib broken half in the B class, you know, because I gave somebody an inch and he took a mile yeah. and that's what, that's what got me to that mentality. But transposing that to the adventure world, it doesn't work. It it doesn't work.
0: I mean, like I said, motocross is still pretty foreign to me. Um, I understand the principles and stuff, but I, I mean, that's, to me, I definitely see that. I mean, I see it because I'm a hockey guy. So I'm like, look at right. minor league hockey, man. Like, you gotta take the gloves off and throw punches, man. You gotta right, put right. butts and seats. If you wanna move up, you need to be really good or be something worth watching. Because right. if you want to get paid, that's mm-hmm. the only way. Right. <laughs> you don't get paid for letting the guy pass you.
1: <laughs> right. No, no, you don't, you don't. And and you know, uh and it's very easy when you're in that position and to to expect someone to pay you when you're getting passed, if that makes sense. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a head blower up when you get that card in the mail or when you go to the race and get that card. And, and it's legit, and you got a number from AMA and this, that, and the other. But, you know, now a few years later, it doesn't mean anything, and I get letters in the mail from AMA asking to renew my license, <laughs> as if I've never even been behind the gate, you know. So, um, so you know, a lot of, a lot of reasons. But, yeah, I love Moto. It'll always be, you know, number one to me. Uh, but now, as I'm older, getting older and maturing, and all my experiences with Triumphs, man, it's opened up such a cool world. And I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now, if it <laughs> right, for Triumph. If I just would have stayed riding dirt bikes, I just would have, you know, I don't know what I'd be doing. <laughs> That's funny.
0: So, did you race? Uh, did you race the woods at all, or was it always a track?
1: No, I did. I did very slightly. Never, never raced the woods. You know, like you know, hard. Never took it seriously. But I would always do. Uh, Stuff in between races for for training for fun because you know there's one thing about you know there's some there's some cats that can go fast and I'm not talking down on anybody but it's just the truth there's some cats that can go fast on dirt bikes that don't have very very, a lot of natural ability on a motorcycle Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know and uh and I and, and coming from you know just all my experiences I gained a lot of just ability on the bike not to just be fast but to be able to do, do technical stuff, you know, like wheelie the Bonnevilles at 12 yeah. o'clock. I'm not just wheelie, I really control them. Um, so, you know, I would do stuff like that. And that's where, you know, some of that came from and you know, me and my best buddy would do, uh, an Ironman race at a, it's got a place called Tomahawk up in West Virginia two two three three hours or so. And, you know, we would do stuff like that. So I, I have on and off and, and actually the last race in quotes, uh, that I actually have d- done was 2018. I did a VCHSS, uh, which is the Virginia Hair Scramble Series. Okay. Uh, my buddies, they were just, they were gonna go do it, and they were just, we were just kind of joking around, and it was just, like, well, you know, I'll screw it, I'll go do it, you know. And I ended up actually getting seventh or sixth or seventh in 200A, and then my other buddies didn't even finish that we were we were talking about. But then after that that same buddy he went out and won like five or six of them after that so he made up for himself but yeah i love the woods for sure and that's you know one reason where the adventure stuff comes for me big time that's
0: i mean i tell everybody i'm doing this backwards you know most kids grow up you know riding dirt bikes and then progress into right. street bikes and you know reach an age where they want to slow down or stop racing or whatever happens and that kind of thing and to me i'm still amazed it seems like motocross is still way more popular in the country than the woods racing is and i go everybody has woods somewhere like grandma something i'm amazed that it seems like right now that
1: well i'll tell you woods racing is on the rise for sure uh and and motocross is not on the rise um yeah one of the reasons being for moto uh and and i say this not being rude to the moto community i love the moto community but I was one of them. I mean, like we just said, you can't expect to get paid, you know, getting 20th place, even at a national people aren't, you know, that the kids and stuff, they pay attention to every single person that has a helmet on a national. I remember begging for goggles as a child, Yeah, know, but, but, you know, it's like, you know, if you're not up front, then what you've got to be up front to be making the bucks, you know? And, uh, and, and for me, uh, It was only moto. It took me a long time. I think I did a a Woods race on a 50 because of my dad, but I didn't even know what Woods was for a very long time. And then, uh, you know, like hair scrambles. And then it kind of, a lot of cats around in my area started riding it. And then, you know, the whole, it it opened up a lot. And and, and in my opinion now, it's booming. And the moto guys, you know, the ones, you know, that are so gung-ho, they just have so much passion for that. Wanting that, you know, to be able to qualify or whatever, that they just, they, they, they downplay everything. They don't downplay everything, but they have tunnel vision. Yeah. You know, they, they expect, they expect dealers to do things for free. And, and they, and, and, and now it's crazy because I was in those shoes. I was one of those people that thought that, oh, you do so much. You can just give me this. That's not, it's really not the case. It's not yeah. the case. And the, and, and the dealers, they're, they're struggling, man. And people, they don't want to use dealers. They, they, they're, it's, it's like we have a bad vibe on dealers and mm-hmm. they, and then, you know, they don't, you know, you no know one, it seems like people just don't want to pay what stuff's worth anymore. And, you know, and that's what, that's what we've ran into a, a lot of. And, uh, and I try to help as much as I can, but it's the appreciation's not there a lot of times. And then, but there's a lot, there's a lot that are, but it's guys that, you know, you know, it's guys that are well-rounded and, 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 and really understand, a lot of of the whole entire motorcycle world not just that one you know if I would have stayed just doing motocross man I would have never known it but I would have been really disappointed Hmm. because you know because there's so much more I love riding moto don't get me wrong but you know it's it's so expensive but you know it like you know the gear and everything and I, I used to think that you know you could just throw somebody a set of gear and it was you know, and and it was a no big deal, but that's it's just really not the case. Uh, and there, there's some cats that that think that, and they'll realize it. They'll realize it later yeah. down the road. And I'm sitting here looking at you, telling you this, and I don't even have a person that a name in my brain. There's yeah. not even a name in my head. I'm literally telling you this from a backwards view of my past experiences. Yeah. You know, and the way that my attitude was, dude. I was, you know, I wasn't, you know. I, I was just another guy. It's another dude that had a helmet on at the national. There's a hundred, there's, you know, there's not that many of them, but when you get to that level, it's like, you've, you've got to be, you've got to be the top or, or it's nothing. Yeah. You know? and, and, and now, you know, I struggle with a little bit of, of the thing, you know, of um, uh, I guess, I guess it could be labeled as a little bit of jealousy. Sometimes you just, you know, like, the, 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 the Triumph Morocco trips and stuff like that. Man, like, it's like, yeah, I guess I'm not that good of a journalist, but I can really go do some good stuff and tell you guys about this motorcycle. You know, and then, but then I think about it, and I don't have the English stuff or the, you know, the English um, degree or anything like that. And not right. all those guys do. But what's sure. funny is is I remember hearing, you know, like my grandfather preach. you know, the one that just even passed. Um, you, you're going to want – uh, he used to preach to me about how important English was, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the subject in school. And then as a kid, I would blow it off and now I'm 30 and I'm where I'm at with trying, I see how important it is. You know, the, you can, anybody can get a camera and make a video nowadays, Yeah. but, but you gotta be smart. You gotta be, you gotta be able yeah. to talk well, you gotta be able to edit well. And that takes common sense. And, you know, and, and when you're only focused on literally not ruining your body, but staying in the absolute best shape of your life. So you can keep your heart rate at 200 beats per minute for 30, 40 minutes. And you're only focused on going fast in a dirt bike. That's the only thing it consumes you. And and I mean, really like it, I'm I'm lucky because I found triumph and I have a very supportive family, but man, I can think of, I can think of a couple guys that, that were like that and they didn't have that support and and they're gone now. And they're gone because it, 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 it eats you alive you know and and some people and i i love the fact like you're saying you're you're coming from the other end of this just getting into it, it it's it's a little bit easier to, it's so much easier to have fun that way now because you don't because dude i got started off being comp- competing at four i don't even know what that meant yeah you know you know what i mean like and, and now like i see it, it i have fun through your posts of you, going, <laughs> of you going and seeing or riding the, you know, the hair scrambles that you've yeah. done because I know what it takes to do that. And I know the enjoyment and I don't necessarily have the drive to get out and go race anymore. I have the drive to, uh, you know, throw a sandwich and a drink in my bag and get, and get on my Tiger and go ride in the mountains around here. Um, but, you know, my best buddy, uh, again, I've already said he owns a, a shop down the road. We just redid our local track. got some really – we got like a 120-foot triple or something like that. It's really fun, really – you know, still safe. It, we just redid our track. So we're riding moto again. Not right this second because of damn coronavirus, but um, – <laughs> But yeah, man, it's, it, it, it's a lot. Of, I never, I'm never saying a bad word about, about the moto industry. It may sound like it to some people sometimes, but I just know the harsh reality of moto. And I think, I think uh, of motocross, I wouldn't say moto, the whole moto world, because sure. there really isn't a, a harsh reality to the adventure world. The other, the only harsh reality to adventure and like dual sport now is that it's expensive as hell. <laughs> um, but my point of view on that is if you want to do something and you and you love it and you love it and you tell yourself you love it then you're willing to spend the money on it to do it. you know I,
0: from the outside looking in um i, I and i think that i mean certainly different strokes different folks there's probably people that can ride motocross and it's just fun and they're just doing it but i mean in general yes because of, you have to you have to pay for track time you have to make the investment on premium machines to go do it mind you you can take whatever bike you get and get used, but I'm saying, yeah, uh-huh. once you start getting into racing, then, you know, the equipment's tighter because the terrain itself is more manicured as a guy. Again, I'm making a Yeah, man. Here. So I can see for how sure. you, you get funneled into that, that competitive stream and it's hard to not um, get sucked into
1: no being, it, in it, getting it, burnt out. No, dude, it is. It is. And I didn't even realize it, and, but it took quitting and triumph to realize that I was burnt out. Yeah. And, and I was pushing so hard for a never endless cycle. I would get in shape and I would get fast enough to qualify before I could go try. Boom was on the ground and I was hurt. Yeah. You know, and, and no matter what we're just starting from scratch, starting from scratch, starting from scratch. And that's the harsh truth of moto too. And it's the same Anything can happen with adventure. Injuries happen, but on that competitive level things, are way more bound to happen yeah. <laughs> because you're not even thinking of your safety. When, when I ride adventure, I may be going 100 miles an hour on the trail, but I am thinking of my safety. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Even I, I, I am, and, and so
0: yeah, the end goal's different. It's funny you mentioned all that, and it made me think. I was when I was riding 10 miles a day every single day, and it went on for almost two, two years. And when that finally stopped. Like, I'm still looking at the after effects of what that did to the bike me mentality. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's weird yeah. the kind of riding that I do and I don't like to do. There's no question that, that riding that bike every day started to push me more into dirt because I got sick of riding the pavement. It's weird
1: how some of that yeah. stuff
0: plays on you.
1: You and know, it, it, it is too. And, it, and it's cool you say that as well because on the other side of that, um, the guys who only, uh rip dirt don't they don't ever get to uh, actually sh- feel the freedom of the open road in yeah. quotes i know it sounds tacky but it's the truth you know and uh i love i, I love like we we have a, a a speed master we built for our bikes and blues and it has eight hangers on it and some loud pipes and stuff i love going out and ripping on that thing and ever in a million years i used to i used to look down on cruisers literally yeah and i used to think they were lame and, and and don't get me wrong i think you know they're not awkward <laughs> but like you've already said different strokes for different folks um but you know it, it, the, there's there's so many different variations to all the different uh, genres of moto but like when it comes to racing moto you know it's all you got I mean when you start racing you're going to buy a motor home you're going to buy a trailer you know I was going through five and six bikes a year no matter what and then two and three engines out of each one of those bikes you know we had a huge RV at the end we had a huge trailer it was in it was just you know it it, it, i loved it i'll never never take it back but it's 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 not you know it's not worth the life it's so much more to life so much more to life and i definitely know that now you know with i have a wife and a two and a half year old and you know another another little girl in the way now so
0: i think you're a perfect example um again like i said as i'm as i'm going the other direction i because of the average age of a motorcyclist most of the people that I ride with are significantly older than me or 10 mm. to 20 years, you know? So when I go out and ride with those guys, a lot of those guys, you know, used to race woods or cross right. and this, that and the other, and they're getting into this adventure thing. Some of them are really, they're still on that low end where, you know, it's like DR six fifties or played mm-hmm. KTMs and that kind of thing. Right. But they're starting to get into that. And I think that you outline that, like, it's weird how that community has come together and that's, that that becomes the focus like we're, we're we get sucked into the social aspect of adventure riding that it's all about mm-hmm. the ride and then and then the fire afterward and yes, yes and
1: yes that, and that's that one stuff. thing i loved about one of my first adventure um, my first i guess really technically my first adventure event uh was conserve the ride 2017 mm-hmm. you know and uh i made the mistake of riding because i mean Excuse me, but I'm kind of a pussy for long distances. <laughs> I, 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 it's got to be set up right, man. I've been so banged up from moto. I get, I get cramped so easy. Yeah. You know, we decided to make this six-hour, seven-hour track one way on our bikes, we're all loaded up. First time I ever went anywhere, that damn bike was so heavy. The front end was all over the place on the interstate. I had to throw stuff away, literally, to <laughs> safely ride. Um, you know, Cam Rad was there that year. A lot of people were there that year, but I had no idea who any of these people were. No idea the the fun that you know it could get into. One of my favorite one of my favorite people at some of those events is Jeremy from All Rider. Oh yeah, I, 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 you know especially in what was it eighteen? I think was the last year they had the event or nineteen. One of those, I got you know we 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 rode together a lot on that one and it was really fun because we were going fast, but he's on the same level that I am. He's super sick on a motorcycle and he and he just he doesn't care about competition anymore. he just wants to rip. Yeah. You know, and that's how – we were the same way. And he just – like, afterwards, we, he was just like, man, that was so much fun because, like, I was just ripping with you. And I wasn't worried about, you know, where you were, how you were, this, that, and the other. You know, and still to this day, I'll go to the moto track. You know, and my buddy that, you know, like I've always said, has always been fast. He's super killer on anything he touches with two wheels. And I'll always be thinking of where he's at. Even though I'm, I, I'm not competition – but I'm thinking he's gaining on me here a little bit. I'm, and then and now at you know where I'm at, I have to tell myself, dude, who cares? Stop. <laughs> just stop. Just ride. Like yeah. don't even like just like. And I'll tell myself to sit down and start going slow for a minute and just hit a jump and have fun because on my side of the spectrum, you were talking about jump. Jumps are are the easiest thing. Right. For, <laughs> for me, they're they're the, the the hardest thing for us is catching that split second that we need to catch up or. Yeah. You know, or in mine, I rode Supercross a lot with Arena Cross, uh, and I, I have a Supercross. I had a Supercross license and all, and and same story I've already told you. Got hurt before every one. Was signed up two years in a row for East Coast and never made it. You <laughs> know, never even got to try. Uh, and it was all all stupid stuff, but the whoops and stuff in there. You got to worry about that. I remember, uh, but going to Arena Cross the whole way up there, I was thinking of the catapult double because it's so big, you know, to uh, an average person or a stranger, that thing is just, and it is big, they're not small at all, Uh, but I realized after, like, the second lap, after I had, because everybody's so fast at at those races, you don't have any time to slack. and the first lap, I realized everybody's going to hit this double, like, I'm, I'm like, coming in the corner, like, looking to my right to go, know set up to check it out and everybody's just rolling around the berm just wide open and I'm like okay well I guess I gotta go and <laughs> I hit it and you know I was like well, well shit okay and then I realized that the you know the six foot tall loops are what I had to worry about so the jumps aren't really that your jumps aren't easy aren't, aren't a worry you know, for, for moto guys, really. And it's the opposite for woods, woods guys. They, the jumps are the hard part for them, but I'll tell you some of the woods guys that I know, I have never seen people go through a damn rut faster than them. I mean, drag, I can drag handlebars. My buddies can drag handlebars, but I have to tell you some of these cats can carry so much momentum. I mean, like, and, and that's, what's fat. That's what it is about moto. And some of the moto guys now you'll see on Instagram, I hate seeing cats making themselves look dumb uh, Talking smack on some off-road guys. The top off-road guys at any given day could go qualify for an outdoor national. You know, like Caleb Russell proved that. Um, and 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 it's not the, that's not the case for all of them. Sure. But but they're, dude, they're like, you can't. The off-road guys, they like Graham Jarvis and, right. and, and and those guys. They have so much skill on a motorcycle. They can do anything they want. That's... You know, and those are the guys that have like Graham Jarvis. That's one I can think of. Or Chris Birch is another. Chris Birch, yeah, of. yeah. He 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 enjoys everything, you know. Like that's what, and that's what I like about him. He's sick. Like he's like sicker than like anybody I can think of. But he we enjoys were, adventure riding. He enjoys riding the seven ninety. Enjoys riding the dirt bike, a street bike, you know. And that's that's what I like to see. You know, just just making the entire motorcycle world move. Because if yeah. it doesn't, then it's going it's it's going to die out eventually, and it's not going to be you know. I don't know how to say it, man. I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly, slightly scared for the industry. That's one reason I'm kind of, you know, glad I have another bit of motivation to keep pushing, see what I can do on my part to help it. So hopefully, uh, you know, Red Bull
0: and, uh, ryan sipes kind of helps spur that because i mean he went out and he did erzberg he did did a bunch of motos he did
1: Uh uh, what do they call
0: those uh flat track events where they have i mean he did flat track but he He, did did everything the tt he did some tt yeah Yeah, he did all that stuff and i'm like yeah Yeah. that's that's it
1: i didn't you you know battle sipes obviously but i did race against him you know trying to qualify against him in the class so love that guy and man he is killer he can <laughs> ride anything and i love guys like that I mean, there's 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 not many of them that can ride everything and be the top at it so there are a few though. yeah so, it's it's
0: definitely awesome out there um what was i gonna ask you about so when you you did you have a bad crash and the result from the injuries was the point where you said
1: i can't do this anymore no no um there's quite a few you know every time they're getting it was, it was a little bit kind of like I couldn't catch a break. Uh, my, my now wife, um, we met in, t- together in, like, 2011, the beginning of the year. First race she ever went to, I got freaking HVAC'd out in the helicopter. Oof. Like, so that was, I mean, and then it was just I couldn't catch a break, but I wasn't going to stop. There wasn't no, there wasn't no one in specific one. You know, I I'm I'm tore up and I'm 30 and I can barely walk, barely stand up half the time. But riding and keep moving keeps me moving. Yeah. Um. But but no, it, it was it was a multiple events. Uh. It was quite a few events, and then, um. It was like you know, 2013 came around. I got the new bike. You know, we sat down and we met. We we're like, look, this is the last year we're trying. This is the last year we're putting the money into it. And we're going we're gonna to try, but, you know, um, and then a couple weeks before Bud's, I had a huge get off, <laughs> you know, hit the ground, hit my head. I forget what I hurt, but barely even made it to be even be able to ride Bud's that year. And I um, just have multiple that led up to it, you know, and, and, you know, you are old at 23 and 24 in motocross. Yeah, You are, you know, you still got Chad Reed and whatnot at what he's like 33 or whatnot. Those are rare exceptions. You know, those are, that's like being a high school football player saying you're going to be Michael Vick, you know, or, you know, I don't, some people won't like his name because of his, his, his past, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, You know, and and, uh, it's just, uh, it wasn't, it was, it was time. It was time for something different. And I fought it big time, but I didn't have a choice because, you know, I don't, you know, know anybody my age that can afford to race dirt bikes on their own <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a family thing and then an adult you know it's you couldn't race it on a level you needed to be competitive there's a few of them that do it there there's there's exceptions to everything i'm saying right um, Great but and the, but, right and, yeah you know, i can think of a couple couple cats there you know, that are a little older and retired now but they're like local to some of the national tracks and they'll go i'm not they'll qualifying like top five <laughs> you know and yeah. uh, uh but uh um, yeah. So uh, I'm glad you know, I'm glad now. I'm really glad now that, that it did come to a come to a halt because it you know it changed like I said, it changed so much for me. So you were how old in tw- I was 23, 20, 2013? I was twenty three. I was twenty-three. So at so twenty-three
0: years old, you hang up racing
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: within weeks you decide to open a Triumph dealership.
1: Within weeks the the, uh, the thought uh, and the process started. Uh-huh. um it, we literally went some a few months without mm-hmm. hearing anything sure. and then i got a call from my guy and he's like look there's a very strong chance that this is going to go through uh he goes but what i need you to do is pack up and go to florida and go to wyotech and go to triumph training uh, and we'll tell you when you get there and i was kind of like <laughs> like like really and then i thought to my head i was like there's no like they're telling me to go because they're gonna tell they're going to yeah." And then, like halfway through the first day, I got the phone call that that we were going to get it. And literally the day or two I got back from um, um, from there, bikes started showing up. We had, we got like forty some bikes at one time, a couple trucks. One, it doesn't happen like that anymore. <laughs> we get no, bikes that's... every time now. <laughs> but uh, the first order, the first initial setup, it was it was uh, it was definitely changing because uh, like I said, one of my best buddies owns a dealer and always has my whole life. So you know wasn't i guess jealous is not the word but i always kind of dreamed as a kid of having my own motorcycle dealership because of uh you know as many people dream of big things you know uh but uh my my grandparents had the car and my mom and my grandfather they always had the car dealers and uh i'm like there's no reason we should we we shouldn't have a motorcycle dealer you yeah. know and it took me quite a few years to make that happen and some maturity growing but it did and here we are
0: so it <laughs> 23 years old you're the general manager of a triumph dealership
1: yep yep i turned 24 right when we opened yeah uh and man looking back i learned i had a lot to learn, <laughs> you know be, beginning you know and uh <laughs> and i was dude i was homeschooled just you know i went to regular school some, Uh but i grew up in like a christian school private school did the private, uh, did the public school thing for a while, but um, then was homeschooled and only focused on racing motorcycles from about 16, 16, I was like that my whole life, but to everybody else around me, it was just something else until I was about 16. And then, you know, everybody realized that every waking breath and moment and movement that I was able to do was going to be for racing and riding motorcycles. So, but yeah, it was, it was cool. 2014,
0: so that would have been right after I got my Speedmaster, and that was probably when I, of course, was you know surfing the internet for every picture mm-hmm. of triumph, and that's actually where I saw you doing wheelies on that Bonneville. So that's the weird. Yeah. It's it's weird that I found you at conserve the ride. Yeah. But the reality is, is I knew who you were unknowingly, right? That yeah, from that's, from that's the awesome. internet on the front end. It's really strange. I, and I continue to say that as I've had more people on the show that I'm like, it's so weird how small the world really is. Um, right. I've crossed paths with these people who I've been exposed to on the internet in some other way. And then obviously we have similar taste. I agree. Um, I'm trying to think. So 20, 2014. Uh, I think that was the new, new, the last big change for the Bonneville. They just changed the engine. Like they, they machined the engine a little bit different on yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. And then
1: nothing, nothing noticeably as in CCs or chassis wise. So yeah. I was just, I was just trying to think of like you coming in midstream and I mean, I came in at the tail end of, I came in at the, the, the last two years of the air cooled yeah. cable fed throttle world. And that's yeah. where the Bonneville, that's where the Bonneville wheelies come from came from because you know my my wheelie Bonneville in quotes is a 2012 air-cooled Bonnie. Uh and that's what I started out on. I started out on those air-cooled speedmasters. You know, the first tiger that I got in was the special edition black and red framed oh, uh, yeah. 800 XC. You know, being the moto guy, I couldn't wait to get that. <laughs> you know, and that was the first thing I rode other than a rocket. Because you know at that time, you know, I was the guy that couldn't believe the rocket existed but now, now. I see a, and it's an amazing bike. I'm not taking anything from it. I love it, especially the new one, but you know there's a lot of other bikes out there too. Um, you, I mean, so you've got a, some
0: impressive longevity with triumph. We've had some changes locally. Um, I think even Cincinnati, I think, has had some pretty significant changes in ownership and stuff like that. So I just what's the journey been like? working with them that's a pretty open-ended question
1: <laughs> well um put it this way man like i said i was um i was uh it was hurt i was i was uh, i was in a bad place there a little bit when i quit racing and triumph man they they turned it around for me everybody that everybody that i've ever worked with has been super cool mm-hmm. um you know uh um it's not the same for Japanese brands cause they're a lot bigger, but as, at the same time I don't know exactly what I'm talking about cause I don't have any jap brands. Sure. So I don't, I don't have that experience, but I just have buddies that deal with it. Um, but it's been really, it's been, it's been good. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it it always could be better and it always could be worse. Um, they have went through some changes. Um, Uh, they've actually went through a lot of changes since I've been with them. Um, the best thing I have, you know, for me is, uh, and it's no secret and it should never be, is I have a really good relationship with my regional manager, um, on a friendship level, but a friendship level of a friend that can look at you and tell you you're wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, if that makes sense or or you're, you know, tell you how things are, or, you know, be honest with you, not just kiss, not kiss your ass because they want you to buy bikes. They don't do that. Um, they have had processes in the past that I didn't agree with, with about how many motorcycles we had, you know, two years ago, we were at the point of, I was at the point of where I was like, what do I do? Because I had so many of old of the in quotes past models with the new stuff coming out. Right. And uh, I went through, I went through a, a stage of about six months selling stuff for just nothing there, but I had to, and it was just learning. It was learning curves for me figuring out the business. Uh, and things like that. And they now uh now the new management makes a lot of the bike ordering and, and, and processes a lot easier. Um but you know, again it's in it could be better on my end. I wouldn't say on Triumph's end.
0: Uh so so I mean let me back that up. Um because I wasn't sure how to open that question the best way. And again, this is this is unscripted, this is you and me yeah. talking and all of a sudden these popping my so. head. Um because obviously I don't want to create any problems with brands and whatnot, but I want the listeners to get a chance to hear from someone who really runs a shop. Like Shaheen Shaheen and I talked about it. He used to run a shop and I rub elbows with people like yourself that run a shop. And in your case, I mean, your store is one of the smallest dealerships I've ever been in as far as showroom concerns. So, I mean, you've got, I mean, how many bikes are in your showroom right now?
1: Well, Triumph requires us to have 16 on the floor. I have, I have roughly 55 in stock right now.
0: Right, but your showroom consists mm. of sixteen bikes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, walk... yeah, and that's maxed out.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like I've seen it, so I realize that you know it's it's a foyer in any corporate office today. You right. know, it's the vestibula at the local Walmart. You know, like that's right. that's how small this really is.
1: Really, so, yeah. and
0: there you are with one brand. If you walk into a mega dealer here in Ohio, then they've got all these brands, and there's hundreds of, of bikes on the floor. And whatnot. So there you are trying to sell one brand with 16 in the, in the showroom. Um, and then like you, that you alluded to what I assume is that you have to get the bikes from triumph, be it floor plan
1: or buy them mm-hmm. or whatever it has yeah. to be. And then
0: triumph's they, really so good at
1: triumph's really good at, at getting, uh, relationships with financial groups to help dealers. And, um, they do do a really good job on that. I'm not going to late uh, do de- say number details, but sure. Um, Put it this way, coming from a guy who knows both sides, um, I think any brand is good nowadays. You can't Mm -hmm. have a bad brand or or you're just not going to stay above water anymore. But the best thing about Triumph is that everybody cares. Mm. Uh, And everybody that comes through there cares. Just because they leave and go somewhere else doesn't mean they didn't care and whatnot. But, like, example, if a customer comes in and, you know, we have a good relationship, we have a lot of customers that really, you know, they they just they just want to do their own thing and that's fine but if people want to get in detail i'm i will you know i'll do whatever it takes to get them helped out an example is you know that we build a good relationship and say tyler i don't really think this should have done this i'll hop on the phone with my guy you know and he gets with triumph and then triumph do they take care of people you can call triumph i mean you know as a as a, as a i don't know if you can do that for other brands i haven't researched that but um, they, you know, they really take care of their stuff. The stuff doesn't break that much. Um, I had a hater on, uh, on the Aven- Virginia adventure rider page a few weeks ago who, who, I, I, you know, a hater can be a hater. That's fine. right. But if you're going to hate, at least hate on me with true information, <laughs> you know, and, and he had said something about my 800. He said, I, he goes, uh, I've, I've been down there and wrote his 800 and it had issues. Well, first off, I can't even tell you how many Tiger 800s I've had. Um, you know, I go through them. I go through, I mean, my last 800 had a hundred miles on it. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I go through dim, like all the demo, I'm, I'm the guy who reeks the benefits of the demo program. The so, uh, Customers do because if I have a demo bike and they're interested in it, they can just go ride it for a little while. That's what and I was going to say. Bike I was,
0: miles. I was totally going to circle back to the demo and I'll do that when you're done telling the story. Yeah. The yeah. Tiger.
1: Uh, but like, it was like, you know, dude, I've had multiple tigers and they've never had an issue i've been i can't even tell you how many off-road miles i've done on tigers and how many adventure rides and events i've done i've never i'll knock on wood about it but it can happen because i can fix it i've never even had a flat tire (laughs) and and i've changed a ton of tires on bmws and ktms and tigers with other people but uh you know it's it's they are they're they're killer they take care of people and the best thing about us man is that like you know moto for me i use the same the 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 attitude i've told you about for motocross how mean you have to be to be fast i've transposed that transposed that attitude over to taking care of my customers Good. that will that want to be taken care of if that makes sense yeah you know you know one of my least favorite things and i hope some people that are interested in buying a bike hear this one of the worst things that you can do in today's world now there is some shops that it probably is not, this is not true for. One of the worst things to do for us when you walk in, if you're interested is to say, when we walk up to you and say, you know, what can we do, et cetera. However the greed is to say, Oh, I'm just looking. <laughs> okay. That, if you are just looking, that is absolutely fine. We're going to get you at that out of you, right? But if we get, we get so many people that literally walk in and they start off with just looking and then they literally leave on a new try. <laughs> because they came in interested, but what the what is what the reason that that has happened is because they've had bad experiences at other dealers. Um and and here's a deal man, you can't have a bad experience somewhere nowadays without other people knowing about it.
0: Within seconds, within seconds. That's what I was going to cut in, Um, you know, short of short of you, Tyler, talking about like this is Triumph of Harrisonburg and listeners think, ah, he's just saying it's the best thing ever because he runs a show. And I'm like, no, What I want to say is that um, because I've got beef with the motorcycle industry and not like it's not like a personal thing. It's a hey, guys, we need to kind of evolve a little bit.
1: Um, yes. I and there agree. was,
0: there's a local place with another brand um, that I wanted to test ride a bike. And I think it's the local place. I don't think it's the brand that I'm like, Hey, I'd like to test ride this. What's your policy? And he's like, well, we're going to put a $2,000 hold on your credit card. And so I'm like, yeah, that's a solid no. Cause as soon as the wife sees that this phone's going to be ringing and I'm going to have a lot more problems than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what yeah. I was going to have before and I'm And that was, you know, you're like, Hey, I've got these things. You should come down here. And I'm like, cool. I want to go for a ride anyway. And there you were, you handed me the keys to three bikes, you didn't ask me any questions. Yeah, I was super just, bummed that day because that we were so
1: busy that day I didn't even get to stop. So, so that's
0: a good problem to have, right? We have it, quite very, the opposite right so.
1: now. Yes, you are you are correct. I wish so, I could have that problem right
0: now. Uh, I told you then, and I say that to everybody. Like I get these relationships with people, I'm like, man, you need to keep you need to keep money in the till. So take care of these customers because you know I'm the moocher that's out here just shooting the breeze. Uh, but yeah obviously i would you know rode those rode those bikes and took pictures and had that and i think that that's the one of the biggest important things is you are putting people on bikes without hassle so yes, they can go yeah. and enjoy it and learn for sure. is this for you yeah. is it not for you you know
1: yeah exactly and and my my previous comment on the just looking thing like i said you can literally just be looking but don't be so close minded as to not want to have a conversation about it, because if you walked in here, then you're obviously interested in something, or you're just interested in the brand in itself. And I promise you, I and every person that works at my store uh, in the motorcycle side, because we do have a car side, and my guy that does mm. cars, he focuses on cars, so he doesn't have the time to get knowledge on trying, uh, But he can ride motorcycles. He has a license. He has sure. a Triumph. He's cool, so he gets it too. But my point is, is I'm not saying that to to sound rude. I'm just saying that because it 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 disbenefits the customer. It disbenefits the person that's looking to do this. And then there's some people that do that just come in and they're other like family members automatically, <laughs> you know, and they're, and they're great. And they get taken care of. But the person that walks in that just said, that am just looking in the beginning. And it's like yeah. kind of closed off if they are interested in buying by the time they leave, they're like, Oh crap, this place is way different. And yeah. I don't have to walk in here closed, like closed oh, okay. off because I'm going to get sold, you know, or but whatever. That's, that's what I was going
0: to say is that, um, to to pivot that or to to spin that in a different light, that we as customers have walked into enough shops and yeah. have run into enough snake oil salesmen that the customer yes. has been tainted by mm-hmm. poor experiences. And so they walk into yes, the next 100%. shop. And of course, your sales guys but you're selling an experience and they don't know that yet. So, of course, yeah. you're going to be like right there. Like, what can I help you with? Which is the right thing? Because nothing pisses me off now worse than I walk into a shop and nobody says anything to me. <laughs> me too. Me too.
1: Me too. Oh my, oh my I, when God. I'm, at, when I'm out of town, I'll go visit a shop to do that. And I walk in, I'm like, y'all, y'all serious right now? Like, if we did this at my shop, my mom would be up everybody. You know what? and you know no one would really be able to sit down <laughs> it's, it's funny like, well,
0: it, know, so. that's the world that we live in now is that you know i can go to the internet to receive no customer service so if yeah. i'm walking into a brick and mortar store and mm-hmm. there's not even the courtesy of saying hello we're starting yeah. off on the wrong foot and then if i get a negative experience after that we're really in trouble right
1: mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: I, that was your message sure. i think
1: <laughs> no yeah definitely and just the whole fact of 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 you know, if you're hundred percent right Nail on the head about the bad experiences. And I just hate that for them because what I love to do is to be able to share all the knowledge and every, literally I I know it sounds crazy. Every time I've hit the ground, every time I've done this, it's taught me things. And I love to be able to transpose that to people that, that, that in quotes, frankly, they need it. You, you, you know, there's, there's people that need coaching in this because it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, riding triumphs and street bikes and adventure bikes is not as dangerous as the gate dropping with forty other guys or girls, whatever it is. But uh, the fact of the matter is, it's not if, it's when. You yeah. know, and, and and I'm not here. You, I'm gonna sell you the bike, but I'm not gonna con- I'm not gonna convince you to buy something you don't want to buy. That's one thing I hate more than anything. Is a guy that you know you'll hear people say he'll sell a, he'll sell ice to an Eskimo. Well. <laughs> well guess what the Eskimo doesn't need the ice so why don't you sell me something (laughs) he needs you know what I'm saying like
0: that's how those customers walked into your shop they're all clammed up because somebody somebody did that to them I Uh, agree
1: but my favorite thing is to be able to is to be able to take a customer from the time they walk in to friendship level to no matter what they need advice parts this that and the other we can do it for them especially on the advice side you know I'm not saying I know everything because I don't at all but man, I've been in so many situations when it comes to two wheels. And, and I usually have a pretty good answer for whatever, you know, question that is. And if I don't, I do have the colleagues and friends that do have the answer.
0: But I didn't even think about that in that context. Um, to me, you're the first shop that I can think of that has designated demo bikes on the floor. Yeah. And here you are as the general manager and you're out riding those bikes. You've taken those to events. You're using them which makes you a subject matter expert on the bike. I'm not saying that doesn't exist elsewhere, but I've not seen it. It's harder. You know i mean these people may exist but it's harder to know know that and what i've saying hey what i like about your shop is that i'm like dude you're on instagram busting 12 o'clock wheelies on the newest tiger (laughs) like like, hey did i mention this guy's the owner like this is him on instagram showing that he rides these bikes these he's not he's not the guy just telling you you know to buy the snake oil
1: Right. You too yeah, can no, learn
0: to I, do this wheelie.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally agree. You know, I mean, everything is obviously everybody's, so it's up to them whether they want to. But, you know, I, 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 uh, people like exam, so people ask me about tires in, mm-hmm. in tire life. And I have to look at people and I say, look, I'm sorry, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I don't get 500 miles out of a street tire. Like, it doesn't matter, especially an off road tire. You know, I get, I, I, I if a tire starting to go bad, I change it you know and that's how i that's just because of my racing thing we always right. had fresh tires it was always and you know i'm very very feely you know, and i can feel if if i'm two pounds off or or, or this or that and um man it's especially on a tiger good grief like you know the bit the bigger <laughs> bite like I, I don't say sound good grief in a bad way but like if you get out of shape on a tiger real quick you're in trouble <laughs> like you know it that's... will swallow you whole and uh, and that's and that's another thing I want to try and prevent, you know, for yeah. people. I don't. I want to prevent the back because they are preventable. A lot of my injuries growing up, if I would have even with my dad, because my dad was old school, and then in the '70s, '80s, and even early '90s, it it wasn't. You know, people didn't train that hard. Mm-hmm. Ricky Carmichael was, and there's guys before him. I don't want to display anybody. There are guys that worked hard and trained their butts off before him. But He's Ricky that Carmichael moment. is. Is that guy that that kind of put training on the on the pedestal of you have got to be you know you've got to you got to be in shape you know I'm not a moto
0: guy and that's it is the little bit of moto I've caught everyone has said that that that. There were others, but Ricky Carmichael is that time where motocross went from slightly yeah. casual to no, you know, take no prisoners. He, he yeah,
1: made that transition. I look at motorcycling as an athletic thing. Yeah. You know, even, a, even a street bike, dude. I mean, I did, I raced, uh, day, my, I have a track Daytona. I've, I've done two, two, three years on the track. I raced uh, the Outlaw Series with my track group. And I tell you what, there were some fast SOBs there. Yeah. And I learned really quick. I went from the uh, amateur group to the expert group in two days just because of my, my moto experience. And, you know, and I, and I can back in a bike already and this, that. so uh, the bike getting loose is not stranger to me. Right. You know, and, and then some people, you know, it's like they get, you know, and, and and I'm not down them, but they get over a little too far and they're scared. So, you know, that's, you know. Just, that's totally you growing up
0: on dirt bikes and the message, and I've I've been wanting to write a story um, and make it, you know, kind of pithy enough and funny enough that people catch that. But I'm like, I grew up the wrong way, not riding that. So that's exactly it. Is any piece of gravel on the asphalt, anytime the bike moved in a way that wasn't in a linear fashion, any of that yeah. stuff happened, it freaked me out. You get all right. stiff and stupid. And it's amazing what dirt has done to go. Actually, I got sure. a little sideways there for a minute. That was kind of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and I don't say – and I didn't say that in a way to down people oh, no. on, on their abilities. But but when they get over that hump of, like, that that yep. little rock, the best thing to do is power through. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, give it gas. Plain it's, and simple. And that's not always the truth. You know, if you're right. heading towards the guardrail and you're <laughs> – you know, that's a different thing. You're heading off the side of the mountain. Well, or something, you know, but 99% of the time, if you're in trouble or something, you gas it out or, or don't let off here. That's the worst Yeah. Thing. When I was learning super, when I was learning, learning supercross loops. Yeah. That's was said correctly. I was riding super, I had to learn supercross loops because they're so big. That was the one thing I'd always do wrong was I'd let off. Yeah. Don't let off or you're going to dive in. If you, you can just hold it on. If you hold it wide open, you may be hanging off the back like Superman and then fly <laughs> off afterwards. <laughs> But you're not gonna nose dive into these whoops yeah. and then go over the bars and you know break your neck. Yeah, so that
0: was that was a hard lesson I learned, uh, trying to learn how to ride sand and real deep gravel, is that, man, as soon as you get freaked out that you're going too fast or it's starting to get out of shape yeah. and you let off, you, <laughs> you might as well lay down cause you'. And
1: it trans <laughs> it transposes to street because yeah, the second you you know a lot of the new ones have track control and whatnot, but I cut all that stuff off. The second you the second it starts to kick out and you let off, what back the other way because yep. it lost all of its power and momentum. You keep it rolling, it'll look at Ernie, man. You know, Ernie Vigil dude, he's him and Nick are they're are expert artists at the art of the, the sliding of the motorcycle. And no matter yeah. if it's drifting or or using the brake or, or anything, they they know how to power through and and, and just watch them and it's it's man. I, I, I know Ernie on a personal level very well, but I've, I've never got to actually ride with him. I got to ride with him and Nick on, on, the, tra- on the track at uh, Barber Motorsports Park in 2014, the end of 2014. Um, but it was just like a track day, so we didn't like get to ride together. But anything I've ever seen of those guys and the stuff I've seen at Triumph events of them riding, they're just in so control of, of when it's loose you know, and when it, you know, when you're tired on the bike, that's the worst thing that happens. It's the worst thing you can do because when you get tired and then you're not, you're, it's like, you know, it just, you have no leverage. Leverage is a big thing. So. That's, I mean, I've been talking about some of that
0: because I've been trying to, I don't, I'm not going to say teach because I'm not really in position to do that, but I've been, you know, working and rubbing elbows with more and more newer riders and it's mean Mm -hmm. dirt and adventure fever is so big with so many people. And so I'm trying to, get big wide open arms and, and bring these people in, um, to, to help them with that. And that's, been telling him about that about how like you said standing up sitting down getting tired getting tight those types of things and other issues
1: uh-huh.
0: it's funny you said ernie because i had just said that on the last show about ernie doing that thing on the scramblers very
1: yeah.
0: huge reason why there's one parked in the shed right
1: now <laughs> yeah no i agree and and uh and he's a big reason too that i started exploring bonnevilles and it was because of that scrambler video I, yeah i got i had a demo of scrambler and i was like I watched that video. I was like, dude, I think I can do that. And I went out and I did a lot of it. Not obviously not just like him, but, and then when I found, I I was when I, that was when my kind of Instagram journey started Mm -hmm. when I discovered that bike and, and the, and and actually the, how fun just the whole aspect of triumph and the whole motorcycle world was. But uh, I I watched, I started doing that stuff and riding wheelies on the scrambler. And then I went to barber for triumphs dealer meeting the first year I was a dealer and I met Ernie, got to hang out with him, and all that stuff. And Nick, and and then at the end, I got him to sign a couple posters for me. and He signed it the other Scrambler Master, <laughs> and that and that That's to me, cool. I was just like, you know, I was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Like he think, he thinks I can ride it, you know? And I was pretty starstruck at that point. But now, you know, you we talk quite a bit, and he's a he's a big supporter of me, which good, you know, is a, is a, is a you know is a booster for me as well because you know, I mean, I don't even know how many millions of views they get on YouTube a year and stuff like that so he's uh he slowed down i i noticed uh since the lockdowns happened
0: i've got some emails that uh everything empire i think is his channel and yeah it is uh, and that they've made some new videos but they slowed down for quite a while there and i don't know if he was because i know he he's got just, hurt and he yeah that and he was that working
1: on some other projects yeah
0: so. he did you know he did the baja race for triumph um but they were mm-hmm. i mean for a while there right when you opened your dealership it seemed like 2014, 2015, 2016, they were doing Icon Triumph videos, like, all the time.
1: Yeah, that was a big partner thing with them, Uh, and, you know, that had a lot to do with the team that was in place at Triumph. Mm -hmm. I've been, in 2015, when the new Tiger 800 was released, I was asked to do the American press release for them, for all their dealer ads and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, and that's how, that's one way I got intrigued onto the Tiger even more was doing that stuff and then I got asked to ride uh, David Beckham scrambler in downtown Baltimore in a bike park and I've done a couple of things and now the, t- the team's changed quite a bit and um and I don't get to do anything like that anymore unfortunately <laughs> although although I did I have gone to the immersion events um yeah. I guess the way that you would be the most familiar with that, if you hadn't seen anything camera, I did go to the one in Arizona this year. Yes. Um, Since, you know, we were all mutual followers there. Um, I was supposed to go out there for the whole week there this year and teach the dealers how to ride off road. That's what the year before in California, that's what I did. Cool. Um, But this year, yeah. and, and And I get invited to that stuff from Triumph. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying I don't get anything anymore, but you know, they do invite me to that stuff. And I was supposed to go to Arizona this year for the whole week, even with the press people and help them and all. But um, I made the decision to just stay home uh, because I, I have traveled so much in my lifetime racing motorcycles. And now I'm recently married last year. Yeah. have my two, my two and a half year old. And I'll be honest with you. I don't like leaving home. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't. And I don't like flying that much. And, um, it was just a better decision for me uh, mentally to stay home at that time.
0: Um, you you having a young kid, I mean, I don't have kids, but obviously I have lots of friends and I've watched them mm-hmm. go through the evolution. So yeah, that, that changes life
1: significantly. No, it does for sure. And like and I said, now my wife, she's 22 weeks pregnant now. so And then we got another, another one on the way and it, it, it's life changing it for sure, but, you know, now, like I said, I just, my adventures now is I want to stay around here, and then, and then go to, you know, like a conservative ride, and, and stuff like that, and I just, at the moment, at this moment in my life, I don't really feel like getting on a plane and flying to, and, you know, like I said earlier, Morocco or something, yeah. you know, I, I said that because the, the, uh, sometimes I struggle with that moto attitude, <laughs> men- mentally reacting to something that I see, if that yeah. makes sense, No. and doesn't. then, And then the reality me, the real mature me will come in and and I'll be like, no, that's not how it is. It doesn't, (laughs) you know, so I still, I still get that sometimes and I'm glad I have that because that gives me some of my hard drive that that I need to kind of keep going sometimes when it I doesn't told, feel
0: worth it. <laughs> I told Jenna that when she was on the show that I was like, yep, I was a little jealous of you going to, <laughs> going to yeah. Arizona. That looked yeah. like
1: a good time. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I guarantee you, you do enough on something like this and, you know, some more stuff on uh, on Insta and, and YouTube, you'll be invited to one of those immersion events because they are for press and then they're for the dealers uh, mainly. That's, why they, well, that's how that event came about was for but, the dealers. It's, For champions, actually, Triumph champion.
0: It's a, I mean, it, that we're a whole new world. That's what I said. I like, I like having you on the show because what you were doing with Instagram to me is what set you and your dealership apart from, you know, the rest of what's going on, especially, um, you know, locally and whatnot. That you're, you know, you're a young guy. You're out riding the bikes. The stuff is shown yeah. on there, um, and I think that more and more of the industry is starting to absorb that stuff. So, definitely, I don't, I don't know what triumph has in the pipeline for what's going on, but I'm, you know, and I've detected as you've suggested already that, you know, I think there's, there's changes. And I think they're probably struggling to figure out what's going on with the market because stuff's going up and down. And this is going to be a nightmare for all that stuff. But I mean, that type of immersion event to get the average Joe Um, or in this case, Mm -hmm. the average, the average Jenna (laughs) (laughs) off off the street and, and, you know, you get their opinions rather than, you know, and again, nothing personal here either, but like, you know, an ex racer or whoever else it is, we get that full spectrum, you know, Ernie's Mm -hmm. there doing his thing. And then you've got Jenna there doing her thing. You're like, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and, 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 uh, to that, the year I did teach that stuff, my teaching partner was Ernie. Yeah. So yeah, I spent the whole week out there with him, and then they have a guy, Clinton Smout, from yep. Canada, um, uh, that that does it as well. So I was I was helping those guys. and know all those guys, and and man, it's it like it is really cool. No other uh, no other brands do anything like that that I've seen. So.
0: That had to be the most interesting riding school to be at with Clinton, Smout, Ernie, and you. That had to be so you know, bizarre.
1: It, 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 is, it, it, it was different. Uh, put it this way. The year before, I went to MoHAB, but I wasn't invited for the whole week. I did just the typical Triumph Champion thing. And I have footage on a helmet cam on my computer of Clinton yelling at me, telling me to stop and slow down. <laughs> Because it was because, you know, what I didn't realize at that point, you know, at that point in my life and where I was there, I went there because I wanted to rip. I wanted to go rip Moab, but not everybody with me could could rip, you know, and I'm not judging anybody. But if I take off and go, you know, and I, you know, it just wasn't in the book. So I felt like I had handcuffs on. And I was trying to do have fun off of little hits. And, and he was standing there by some water. I really through that thing. and It just splashed all over him. And I have it on camera of him yelling at me. And so we didn't start off on the best. No. Foot. Um, and I don't think that he even realized it was me until we we're on the four hour bus ride back to the airport. Yeah. Um, and then that, that for me, because I was a little irritated, honestly, at that point and, and not to, not to make sound unappreciative or anything for triumph, but you know, I just, I spent all that time. I hate flying. And then, you know, I got yelled at for, for not even for me, just like basically like letting a fart. It felt like, you know what I mean? know, <laughs> yeah, And then, and then on the bus ride back, uh, Clinton sat in front of me and we talked the whole time and Good he humbled the shit out of me <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and his experiences and, and things that he's done he is a man he is an awesome dude yeah he's a he is a great motorcycle not that i ever taught to thought anything bad about him or anything but i was just angry because he yelled at me and i was just like the one thing i tried to do you like <laughs> you yeah. i wasn't even doing anything but and, and then i look back and i was kind of like no i had i had that moto attitude for a bit and it took me kind of being asked to go out and, and, and train other people. And then seeing like, dude, people would have gotten hurt if I would have done that. Yeah. Because some people are like, Oh, like, Oh no, I can't do this. Let me put my feet down. Other cats are like, I know I can't do this. I'm going to try it anyway. Right. (laughs) we we picked a few of them up off the ground and so be it. That's great. I'm not saying that's bad, but, um, You
0: know, I I only know uh, Ernie's internet personality, obviously, Um, you know, but, you know, the guy's guy's a a pro stunt racer. I mean, that's really what he does all the time. He's he's, a Southern California guy, right? No, no,
1: no, he's not. He's from Albuquerque. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's from a, New Mexico.
0: He's a Southwest guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you're and, and, you're taking uh,
0: Clinton Smout, who I forget which part of Canada. Canada he's from, but like, back,
1: I think. he's a very
0: thick accent. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have you have Appalachian Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can you <laughs> imagine so right. with these people standing there listening to the three voices that are talking to them? Like, where are we? <laughs> yeah.
1: In the in the middle of the desert. And <laughs> well, the coolest part about when we taught in California. Dude, the hotel was so welcoming to Triumph. They let us turn their desert uh, in garden. It wasn't a garden, but it was just like natural sand and plants. Yeah. They let us turn it into a scrambler moto. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things ever, dude. But it was also chaos because they had street tires, stock tires. you know, some deep sand. It was fun to rip in, but, man, it was hard. And yeah. some of the people that didn't have off-road experience, it was just like <clears> – <throat> yes yeah, you know it's you know how it is riding in sand so
0: oh, it's well on a i mean on a big bike i couldn't think of it we sand is a little bit limited here um locally uh-huh. we can get to some of it here and there um so i need been tra- to do the challenges. pine barrens yeah i've that's what i was i was talking to um amelia about pine barrens and i was like man yeah. that's a long drive but i'd like to get out there and do that so
1: i did you know. that uh, last year or the year before with steve and amelia and 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 Spurgeon and all those guys, all those people. It was quite. A, I went with my buddy, Bobby. That was one of the coolest events I've ever done. The yeah. hotel, we, we didn't book our hotel in time, so the hotel where the event's held was maxed out. But we had a hotel like a half a mile down the road. It was, I don't know, man, it was one of the coolest events. It was, it, it was really challenging. It was. It was tired. It was tiring because I'm out of shape anymore. <laughs> I don't work out or anything. I just work. Dead, Dead
0: life on, right yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm
1: sure you, I'm sure you can see my 57 chins in the camera um, one reason I'll grow my beard out you know rad has his beard because it's his 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 look I grow out my beard to cover up my double chins right now <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but anyways it was so, it's so it's so tiring but man it's like it's so re- rewarding because there's so many people involved and they're all I don't, it's the adventure and the adventure uh, group. It's, it's, it was similar to conserve the ride, but it's more yeah. on a competitive level, obviously. But it was just like, so like, man, uh, my, my thoughts were like, where have I been for so many years? It like, you know, and, and it's, a, it was, it's just such a good time. And no matter what, you got a flat tire, everybody that's coming behind mm-hmm. you is going to stop and, and ask if they can help. And then you've already got somebody helping anyways. So did
0: you take the tiger to that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I rode. I was me. It was me on a tiger. Cam ran on a tiger, and then one other cat on a tiger eight hundred. And it was mostly dual sports, uh, but then there were some, there were some GSs and, and some ten nineties or whatnot. I think uh the what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, oh shoot, uh, that K, the KTM Woods guy, uh, Mike something. I think. Anyways, he was a factory guy back. Mike in the Lafferty. Yeah, that that cat. You know, Mike he Lafferty. Was there yeah. and, yeah, he was going fast on a on a – I think it was a 1090, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had some other kid with him that was going real fast. And it was fun to chase him around. And then it was also fun to then, you know, to chase him for a while, you know, ride with Steve and then ride with a, a group of other people that I didn't know. And then, you know, and, and just, it's, just, it's just so cool because it's so – everybody experiences different things, like get stuck here, a flat here, and then at some, you do have to go. I mean, you're you're not timed, and it's not like he's going the fastest, but there is a time limit. You know, there is some stuff that you have to do, so mm-hmm. you do get separated, and that just gives you the ability to to experience it with different people and
0: and so things like that. So, I think you brought the new Tiger XCA to the conserve the ride in 2018.
1: Yeah, I did. One. It was it was a red one. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then obviously they've got the new 900, and you have one.
1: Yeah, I have a new 900 yet.
0: So, is that is that the demo model that you have? Yeah, it is. It's the shop's demo. Mm-hmm. When did the when did the first customer bikes hit the floor? Are they there already?
1: No, yeah, no, we have them. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't
0: uh, realize that they were here already.
1: Yeah, I, I have, uh, I have, I have my demo Rally Pro. I have a white Rally Pro, and then we have a red uh, GT Pro.
0: I to see that red one. Uh, I'm, I've been pretty smitten with white for quite a while yeah. now. Uh
1: yeah, the, 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 they're sweet, man. They're just they're completely different machines. They really uh, are.
0: It, I I mean, I've heard everybody talk about it and knowing how I feel about the difference between the three sixty crank and the two seventy crank on the scrambler, I assume that they made a really good call by switching to that what do they call it, T plane or whatever it is, by rotating mm-hmm. that that firing order on
1: that uh right. I think
0: that did a lot for
1: torque. No did it did that's what I was going to say is that it did it for torque. Now it has that it has that grunt of a dirt bike now mm-hmm. that it was missing. You know, and and it and and I was actually at first I was bummed because they were taking the triple sound away. Yeah. Um but now it's like it's literally like I know it sounds insane. Well, and actually, I'm not going to put it that way. Uh it sounds like a Triumph triple and then a Triumph twin combined.
0: I was going to say I, it, I, it, I think it's really angry now.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's it's if you watch that one clip that I put up of going down that gully and back up at the bottom of the one thing barks like rock like yeah. you know, I mean it barked so loud dude and everyone said something about that and I didn't even do it on purpose I'm just trying to rip and it just it echoed and, and, and it sounds mean it sounds like the KTMs now it sounds like yep. the all the competitors you know because the um, unfortunately the tiger got a bad rap and, and really usually finished last in reviews and stuff like that it, um, and now now I'm sorry but if you're saying this thing ain't any good, then you're getting paid by someone else to say that everything else sucks and this is the only good thing. Cause that too, Tiger, man, is, it is, it's the best thing. It's, you know, I was getting a little kind of like not wanting to ride there. I've been playing a lot of music and just wanting to play music and uh, the Tiger came out man, I've been wanting to adventure again. Yeah. And now I've been trying to kind of not, I guess, because I didn't, you know, I saw some things online about, you know, maybe being selfish about riding and, and and stuffing up a hospital if you get hurt. No, you we're, know, and, and, we're almost and, on the other side of that, I think. And and, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, around here, man, um, unfortunately I did have to uh go to the hospital for something. Nothing major wasn't sure. for me or anything. But what I noticed is that it wasn't overrun. Well and I am not saying anything and and that I know it's an exposure risk and this, that and the other now, but Um, what I felt bad about before was you know was having more people there and then them not being able to give energy to the people that needed it and maybe I just have a broken arm or something and I'm about to let that go and I'm about to go rip and ride some adventure because I just got on YouTube dude I struggle with the YouTube thing I I got the decent at the Instagram thing but I deleted my old YouTube I'm making a new one and uh, the two new tiger videos that I put out, they're both at about over 1500 views and good. got some likes and some comments and some real action. So gave me some excitement, and some, uh, some real, um, you know, motivation to go do more.
0: Yeah, I mean, you just, you just drop some of those bikes off in my house. I'll, uh, I'll put those, <laughs> put those videos right up for you. No problem. Well, we, we, uh, <laughs> we do, a,
1: uh, we do a good job at trading and used tigers and then, uh, so, a lot of times, I'll have my new Tiger 900, and I don't demo multiple ones, unless yeah. unless we have them, and that's the one model we're just killing it with that ear. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, my mechanic will take one of our used bikes out, and, and then he'll take videos, you know, while, while we're riding. But, you know, anytime you can get down here, man, we got anything you want to ride, we got it.
0: Well, that's what i think i i don't remember if i said that to jenna or if i said that to amelia that i was like yep gonna have to go see tyler about this new 900 i guess i'm doing Definitely. another iron butt this summer
1: to go ride I got, that um, bike. i got um i think I, i'm gonna sound so ridiculous here but I, there's so many characters and so many cats on insta um z k wander has, what's his name yeah uh, he's out west yeah man he's messaging me now and he's talking about flying out and getting the 900 and riding it back and I'm all for it and I want to do that. And that's, you know, that's what my whole goal has been this whole time. I'm stuck at like 6,150, 6,200 followers. I'm stuck. Right. Like I can't that's, get, I can't get any more. I don't know why. That's Facebook um, taking over Instagram. Right. That's something for free. Um,
0: you don't get followers for free. That's not how no, this works now.
1: Not anymore. <laughs> and, uh, unless you're just, unless you are just like one of those special ones that, yeah has it more so than anybody else uh, uh, over the top. Yeah, you um,
0: what it but, takes to get organic is now is off the chain. Yeah, so yeah, cool And
1: I don't, you know, I think I have that. I have the ability to, but I don't have the time and the effort. Yes, that's
0: <laughs> that's what it takes. Is you gotta you gotta post, you know, three times a day, and it's gotta be yeah. clutch posts every
1: time. And it's hard to get posts, man. I have a, yeah. I just now, I always have done since day one. I've done all my own stuff, and then I'll get lucky enough to have someone do photos every now and then. Yeah, uh, but uh, I have another cat that's working. Uh, doing the social at our Ford store. Um, and we got the approval for him to uh, help me with some of my stuff. And he's really good at taking photos. So a lot of the new kind of culture-ish, like, you know, T120 shots, the speed back, they're all coming from that kid. Um, cool. So he's he's helping me out a little bit on the Insta. So they trying to get some more content because it's hard to get it. Yeah. So you know?
0: when When's the baby due?
1: August 28th.
0: Hmm. Makes yeah. me wonder, can you – can you leave the wife alone in the 3rd week of September with a newborn?
1: <laughs> um uh, after after the after it's born? Yes. Uh, so I was the just say. To say that is we oh. have a really we have a really good team. Uh, we live in the same neighborhood as my mom, and then her mom will be here in a heartbeat for anything. So you know when say, I plan things out, I can do them. So
0: grab that Tiger 800, come across the mountains, and meet me in Kentucky in late September, man. Are you do, or is
1: that when you're doing the Red yeah, River? Yeah,
0: we move scramble, move the scramble right. to the third week in September.
1: That's um, cool. Yeah, I definitely so. want to do that. Me and my boys will come down if we can for sure. Yeah, I would
0: oh, uh I, I would get the get the big camera out on the trail and tell you guys where to go rip it and get some yeah, photos sure. and stuff
1: in there. That would be excellent. No, I mean I love that. We can definitely do some cool stuff like that.
0: Um so you've been real smitten with that triple. Uh how did you get on with the uh the new Tiger twelve hundred? I feel like I didn't see you ride it near as much.
1: No, no. Um I, I like the twelve hundred. Um, But I uh, had my bachelor party and birthday party last year in Nashville, last Mm -hmm. May of 2019. And I set up a 1200 to ride all back roads to Nashville. So that style of riding, you know, if we're touring and we're going to, you know, take some just plain dirt fire road to, say, Alaska or something crazy like that, I want to get on the 12. But anything else i want to be on the eight I don't cramp up as much on the twelve because it's just so much bigger, so there's more it's, room everywhere. It's a big bike um but it's not it's not the dirt bike I'm looking for, and I don't want to be on a dirt bike i don't but the tiger <laughs> the tiger for me, is the perfect mix, uh and some people will be at a rally and whatnot, and they won't know my my history or background yeah. and they'll say you man you you really should be on a dirt bike like and I'm, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, brother, I've spent my whole life on dirt bikes. Like, you don't actually understand how happy I am to be on this bike that you wouldn't think is hitting this. You, you know, yeah. and that was when the 800 was out. Now, I'm sorry, but, you know, that 900, is capable of a lot. And I have, you know, we got a big triple at our track that's pretty safe. And when it happens back up, I'm really considering about hitting it. Um, cuz i'm pretty sick of being stuck at like 61 6200 followers i need that <laughs> i need that one thing to skyrocket the hell out of out of you know my followers that one video that gets 100k or something like that and you know I, i'm going to go jump something big i just don't know what it is yet i, I
0: hate to tell you but if you jump that and crash, you're probably more likely to get more followers followers. out of that. That's (laughs) unfortunately the truth.
1: I agree. I kind of looked at it as a (laughs) (laughs) win-win. I
0: I don't want to regret having this conversation with you in a few weeks. My (laughs) buddy Tyler's in the hospital (laughs) on on intensive care. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I've had had this idea way before this conversation came about. You know, one of the big ideas, because I did the Bonneville stuff, my dad is – he's not – my, my parents are separated, and my shop and all my racing program there towards the end was done on my mom's side of the family. Mm. So my dad isn't directly involved, but you know he's still a huge part of my life and, and, and involved in a lot of that stuff. And a big thing that he has – he's never pushed it on me, uh, but he always brings up – he's like, man, you, you ought to be doing some evil Knievel stuff. like you know, Dude, I'm telling you right now, I could go out and jump 10, 12, 13 buses on a Bonneville if it's set up correctly. And I wouldn't even blink an eye. I wouldn't even, yeah. I, I, And some people may think it's crazy, and some people that are listening will be like, "He's full of shit, he's you know, sure. whatever." But I know for a fact in my mind that I could do that. Um, but here's the thing: It's going to take a lot more money than my business and family is willing to spend to make happen for a commodity to look like evil can that I love him and respect the, the, the world out of him. Quite frankly, you know, could barely jump a motorcycle. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, he, it's a very different he, time. It was, he could just, yeah. he, he just went for it. That was yeah. his thing, man. And he, and he did it. But when you look at his stuff, he's just got boner errors on everything, and he's just too far back when he crashes. And I'm not talking smack on him. I love him to right. death. I mean, he's one of my heroes. I, 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 I love watching his stuff, but you know, I think he said it.
0: He's like Seth Enslow in the beginning right like he just went for it which was what seth linslow did in the beginning he just went for it and then he beat the shit out of himself and went we need like math (laughs) like like there are ways to know how to land at the right place
1: exactly but then you guys got you got guys like travis pastrana who have that good good attitude and then have the talent to do it yeah you know people
0: said that too i mean uh there's a big difference between travis doing it on the ftr 750 with the oh, suspension that bike has versus yeah. the old Harleys that evil did it on. You're like, there's no way in hell I would jump that Harley. Yeah, you're out, and, you're and, mind.
1: and there, yeah, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. Yeah. So I, I'm not, again, I'm not taking it, but you know, I'm a realist. And, yeah. and, 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 and back then they, there was not a lot of people jumping motorcycles. Right. So how is he going to get the knowledge and to be yeah. able to, Right. He he was an innovator. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. You know uh, that right. uh, that's the that's the credit I need to give him. He was an innovator, a starter of jumping and and things like that. And and but coming from a motocross standpoint, the first thing you have to learn how to do to ride motocross is jump. <laughs> and, and, and like I've already said, it's the easiest thing to do. So you know, and and back in the day, I wish I could pull some of it up now uh, and and show you. uh But if you go back on some of my old Facebook, man, we have a we had a triple. We were sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. Uh, jumping a 180-foot, 170-foot triple down on our track and not even thinking twice about it. Yeah. You know, and, and we, used to, we used to build the biggest, dumbest jumps and then be like, he's going to hit it first. <laughs> I mean, that's you know? how. And my one, my one buddy would usually be the one to hit it first, but then we'd all hit it.
0: So. I mean that's that's totally Travis's his shtick there now. I mean what he's done with yeah. um Nitro Circus is fantastic because that's exactly it is he's taken these guys who are the most ultra competitive people and they mm-hmm. fight for the rights to be the first guy to hit it. Uh obviously yeah. that's not that's not me and that's not the talent I have, mm-hmm. but when I served in the cavalry with 93 dudes i totally understand where that comes uh, from
1: <laughs> I, I, can, I can only say i can't imagine
0: <laughs> right. but, i mean it's but all I, the I, same and, blood it's just a
1: different skill you know and to be honest now like I, I don't i i enjoy that feeling i remember it but i don't really miss it you know I, because i know now at you know at 30 and after all the things i know the major consequences that are going to come from it
0: and i never yeah. thought i'd
1: say that i know it sounds crazy but i will still go out and i'll hit any jump that anybody sees there are builds but if it is if it is like super stupid then i'm just not gonna do it well,
0: like, that's what you got mouths to feed now man exactly I mean, that stuff exactly. changes and, and you back dramatically. in the day
1: if it was like the dumber it was like the almost the better it was
0: like, yeah. the, you know so the thrill I like and the unknown more. yeah uh, and that, it's the same thing. I mean, when I was younger and spent time overseas and blah, 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 and got used to that environment and then, it, you know, came home and then I was like, okay, I came home to my wife and I realized how precious that is. And it's weird how that, I mean, and I can only imagine kids are only, you
1: know, that much. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I know, I know the, I know the wife feeling, Me and my wife are a very, we have a very good relationship. So, and, uh, and she's been there. She's, she's seen, where like where i came from and where i am now it's not like we came in and like i said the first race she ever went to i'm getting flown out and and you know not to reflect on or get attention for injuries but just the sheer chaos that it can be and then she stuck with me to where now it's you know now it's putting food on our table you know to where i where i thought it was when i was younger hey yeah i'm a professional dirt bike racer that's what i'd tell people you know you don't know them they, they think oh wow They had no idea I didn't even have a dollar in my pocket to buy a double cheeseburger, (laughs) you know. And and it's because there was no money, you know. I I would go, put it this way, I could qualify for an Arena Cross Lights class main event. That was my main class, the Lights class. And and, um, there's 20 guys on an Arena Cross track, tiny, tiny track, 10th place and back, 50 bucks a pop. That's it. $50 what you get paid. And you know people that are wondering, kids that are wondering, I don't know who are listening and watch or whatever, but <laughs> right. I mean you, to get you get first place in Monster Energy Supercross in the 450 class in a main event, you get 125. That's the that's, that's the payout. And you and you're and when you're talking what it takes to get to that level, I mean, the Eli Tomac, their family remortgaged their house right. and everything. They live, you know, they just they did everything that the whole family, you know, they wouldn't eat to, just so they could be racing and man it's, it's not worth that and I'm glad I found a way to to do it with with uh, you know with the shop but with anything it's brought its own set of major of major struggles and stuff that I, that everybody has to deal with that so I'm a big believer in everybody's got um, problems that you don't know about I, literally uh, in my band I'm in I wrote a song about it <laughs> I, I hate you know I hate hate just I, I hate There's so much negativity, so many people treating other people. I hate when someone calls someone out for being a goon or this, that, and the other or whatever, because I know, like, again, I know where that mindset's coming from of just not understanding. It is not normal to be an animal on a dirt bike. It's not normal to be, you know, um, to be NBA-level status with a basketball. It's not normal to be NFL status with football. Same type of thing. So when you're at that level, it's very hard for you to see what reality's like.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a. So I'm, I'm not the hockey fan I used to be, but it's the same thing when when people right. start getting around and talking about violence and hockey, and I'm like, until you have lived life playing hockey, mm-hmm. you know, getting up at O dark thirty, and you know, especially as a teenager, where it does become right. war, you know, like yeah, so until you, so you've lived hormones and being seventeen and playing that stuff, like. You don't understand, yeah. man. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I get it. It's, yeah. it's funny how that stuff works. Um, I was curious. Um, I suppose you don't have any new news out of uh, new bikes that are coming for Triumph, and I imagine with everything going on, they've probably put a kabosh on any event dates or any of that stuff.
1: Oh uh, yeah, all event stuff's cut and slashed. Um, you know. Um, Nothing there, you know, we're not having any events or anything, nothing major coming out. But uh, I don't know if you saw in the news not long ago, they did make a partnership with the Piaggio group. It's Piaggio, I think, is what it is. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: or um, um, Bajaj, there you go, Bajaj. Yeah. Thank you, you're, you're yeah. correct.
1: I mean, again, my horrible English. <laughs>
0: Um, thank but, god that i kind of write and read blogs because i wouldn't it, have known that either.
1: Exa- i know i knew you would know what i'm talking about and it's sad because that's where i'm coming from i'm a i'm a dealer and they're telling me but i just they only yeah. told us at the, the all we've info we've gotten was at the dealer meeting in october so mm-hmm. i couldn't re- quite remember the name and i can't say uh, uh what i do know what but um just uh there's going to be some cool stuff coming from that yeah um and the and let's let's just say Ah, uh, the lower CC range. Well, that's so. That's what I want to see. Um,
0: obviously, I'm on the on the 250L, which is the dog of all 250 singles, um, mm-hmm. and, and having a good time with it. And she finishes races when others when other bikes don't. Don't um. yeah. <laughs> probably more reliable than a motorbike. <laughs> it's just not not nearly as fast. Um, so I'm excited to see what they've got going on there because I I keep telling people that I really want to see them uh, launch an adventure class in some of these enduro type events and i'm um, so i'm rubbing elbows with people you know looking at what's possible trying to figure out what's safe because that's one of my biggest fears is it's one thing yeah. to go out and crash two dirt bikes where the dirt bikes weigh barely more than the riders do mm-hmm. and when you crash a bike that weighs twice as much as one rider and it hits another one i'm really worried about you know the, the consequences to that stuff but i think there's a whole i mean Camrad's doing it. The Sandblaster Rally has a whole bunch of guys racing adventure bikes there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a hair scramble type type event where it's a little tighter and technical, but not nearly as fast. I worry that the speed, the penalties from the speed, I think, are what I'm more worried about. Than anything else? It's one thing to accidentally fall over; it's something else to yeah nail no, somebody yeah, you're at fifty right. miles an hour.
1: The speed, the speed. Uh, I mean, the uh, Sandblaster Rally. They're, I mean, they're getting a hundred miles an hour down some of the straits in some deep sand. You know, and you you ride up on an adventure bike. You know, most of the time you're going to be just fine. But that time that you're not, you're going to be really paying for it. I mean, you. It doesn't matter what bike you're on. It doesn't matter if you're on an F850, a KTM 1290, or whatever, a, a Tiger 800 low road model. If yeah. you get you get eaten up by one of them, it's, it is it? Isn't going to be good. That's plain and simple. But that is also, the, you know, that we know that we yeah. we get that. You know, and um, but no, I totally agree with you. I, I definitely do. I love. Uh, I, I I hate. I don't want it to sound. I guess cocky or, or whatever. But you know, ripping a hundred miles an hour down a fire road here at home is is really easy. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's it's not. It doesn't require that much skill. You know, all you have to have is a little bit of off road experience. Um, but the technical stuff for the adventure bikes, and I'm not talking like crazy crazy like if you mess up you're gonna be hurt type stuff but some more hair scramble type stuff man would be a lot would be really fun and single track type stuff is really cool the only thing you know with the adventure bikes and some and i know it sounds i guess kind of pity or whatever but um especially with people that are out there financing adventure bikes for five years that's when your bike is going to get scratched and the bikes still going to be in great condition but when you get into stuff like that is, is the big, you know, the paint schemes? who cares what color your bike is. If you're going to ride it like that, no one cares what color it is, but if they care what color their bike is and they buy it, then they're going to care what it is. But those, again, those type of people, I guess probably won't be competing, you know, on single track type stuff, but that's, you know, that's what also what kind of disappoints me a little bit is, which is I want more people that, Mm -hmm. you know, have the big, you know, have some off-road background and, have some, you know, I want them to be more attracted to the Triumph because they're automatically like a moto guy's automatically attracted to a KTM ten ninety. Because yeah. because KTM makes so many motocross bikes. You know, yeah. the last thing they think of is a triumph. You know? So well, and, 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 but at the same time I love that though too because um, I love it being kind of the underdog. Yeah. You know and challenge. kind of Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and I don't I don't want a bike to do the work for me and a, 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 you know uh, uh, I, it, the damn the new tiger 900 is damn close yeah uh, but you know a dirt bike it's i mean it's, it's called a dirt bike for a reason yeah. you know you know they just they, i don't know i've just been on them so long and they just they just they'll will do anything you want them to do yeah. <laughs> you know like you know um
0: and, and kind of what i had in mind was um i don't know if you've ever been down to march moto madness they do kind of like they call it like a trials event or whatnot but i mean it's in march It's, Uh it's down in, you know, in Tennessee. So there's, you know, there's mud and they've got creeks and stuff. And that's, I kind of thought of it like, um, like international six day enduro or something like that, where, you know, each bike gets a time start kind of like Baja. So we kind of stagger out the bikes a little bit and, you know, they'll go through some time sections. And to me, I think it's more about being able, having real sharp, slow speed skills, so that you're getting over mm-hmm. logs and through rocks and you know all those yeah. deep, all the deep mud ruts that always freak everybody out. That kind no, of stuff. No, for
1: sure. Uh, a big saying uh, in moto, um, motocross. You know, I say moto all the time uh, is to to learn how to go really fast is you got to slow down to go faster. Yeah. You know, because you got to slow down to realize the small details it takes to get up to that speed and to be able to control it. And you know, with anything. Whether it's you know racing or just being or just literally being able to keep up with the group on an adventure ride, it's well, no n- nobody on our rides are ever left behind. It doesn't matter how fast you are, or anything. But everybody does ride their own ride. Yeah. So we will be waiting for ten minutes at one point uh, on a corner for somebody, but that's fine. You know. So
0: yeah, that's absolutely. it. And it, you hit that nail on the head so well on that. As I've been trying to perfect my race craft, and I realize that I'm trying to ride. You know. Flat out on the bike through the woods, and you realize real quickly that you know you're not you're not neutral. You're you're weighting the bars too much, yep. and you're just messing all up. It's like, dude, you got to slow down. You slow down and learn, learn where the where the balance point is, and where you're supposed to
1: be standing, so that mm-hmm. you can go faster. <laughs> no, I agree. It's
0: pretty wild that, that stuff happens. So
1: no, yeah, there's a big, big, thing. a big problem I had growing up was not riding on the balls of my feet. Mm-hmm. You know, and keeping your toes turned into the frame. Uh, and you see a lot of pictures. I mean, now they're probably not, but if you look, I mean, if you look at my feet, they are straight and they're on the bottom of my feet. And it took literally, you know, Colleen Millsaps, she owns Millsaps MTF. I had to have uh, special foot pegs from RMZ mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, they had six inches of aluminum on the side of the foot pegs So my feet wouldn't stick out. But, <laughs> Yeah, I also have to take for, you know, take for, I have a size 13 boot too. So (laughs) it's a little, it was a little bit more difficult, but it, you know, talking about the slow thing, the small thing, you wouldn't, people, I mean, I love teaching people off road stuff and when they feel that controlled feeling of having your balls of your feet on and your toes inside and you're tight and you're actually controlling the bike instead of the bike controlling you it's really rewarding to, to see and, and, and experience somebody do that. Cause you know, the feeling as well. So it's, it,
0: I'm trying to think, um, I got to think of who did that. And it's probably somebody I should probably bring on the show. Um, it, I don't know if it was Brett tax or if it was Clinton smell. Um, it's it basically talking about how you train a street rider this way where hands are this way, head is this mm-hmm. way or not. But like from dirt, it's like, no balls of feet, feet and you yeah. the tank and you work from the from the bottom up to uh-huh. get position right on that and i'm like that is what i've been fighting with um fortunately the the local woods have taught me that if you don't have your to- toes pointed in it's going to kick you off that yes <laughs> you <laughs> have
1: got man you got that right. i learned that i learned that the hard way i've had two knee surgeries on my left knee and and it started out because i had my foot sticking out and a deep rut on the motor track and a straight away Grabbed it and pulled it off and just blew it to smithereens. So
0: uh, it's he, around here, and that's the tough part. The 250L is low, um, which is to some degree that's an adventure bike struggle. Uh, the scrambler right. went into that before I knew what I was doing. You know, the is mm-hmm. so low that you can drag pegs through because the ruts are that deep. You know, because of the jeeps and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, learning that you need to keep your feet in a certain place and whatnot, and it makes everything a lot easier. And then it makes it easier. Yeah, you got that to stay right. On, stay on the gas, and it keeps the pegs up out of the mud a little bit better. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then you squeeze a bike with your legs a little more, and it relieves stress from your arms, which makes you less tired. That, um, that's
0: that has been. I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Is really working on that, learning how to steer with my feet. Yeah, um,
1: too, and, and a big thing is you never have to have white knuckle grip either. A lot of people think you do. You never. When you do is when you're you're, you're holding on way too tight.
0: Yep that's yeah look if i'm I'm looking at my hands and i go yep we were we were holding on too tight today because we're, <laughs> we're getting blisters on there and it it's actually kind of funny that i actually feel like it's easier to ride the adventure bike with my feet than it is the small bike i don't know why mm-hmm. that is i don't know if it's the way that the the suspension causes the tran the weight transfer differently because the big bike doesn't move around as much it just goes because right. it's so big but i don't know what it is but We'll see. I've, uh, I've got long travel suspension in the shed that I'm about to start cranking on. The scrambler's about to get jacked up. Nice.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
0: Man. I just bought that. That got delivered this week. So we're going to put, awesome. uh, we're going to put a full, full Olin's upgrade on, on Rosie. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. It, <laughs>
1: man. That's cool. So, yeah. But, the, uh, the David Beckham scrambler that I rode uh, a few years ago had the, the, the oilings upside down forks mm-hmm. on are like $20,000 forks. It was insane. I mean, the bike is at the museum, in, I think, Britain or something now. But um, it was uh, the forks on that thing. It's what you want. I mean, it's now what the scrambler is now. Yeah. So the twelve hundred at least. I would,
0: I would really like to see Triumph put a nine hundred in that frame and bring yeah. the price down a little bit and see where that would go and I, I get we got the new 900 tiger so we don't want to mm-hmm. eat that um i just i'm real curious where the Scrambar 1200 is gonna evolve over the next couple of years especially i am
1: too um we we're down to just my one de- we haven't sold any of the small ones like the xc model mm-hmm. uh we and we're down to just my lap my demo model of the xc that has the scorpion rallies on it and and um no uh no mirrors and stuff. I had uh, really wanted to keep it because um, there was, um, I'll, I'll only say a little bit because I don't know how much I would, I don't think it would be a matter that I say anything, but <laughs> there was slight conversation between Ernie and I uh, about me being a teammate for Baja, the Baja mm-hmm. 1000 on a scrambler. So um, when I came home from that, I, you know, I just told myself that I really wanted to um ride the scrambler a lot. So we kinda took it off the website and, and I thought I was gonna start riding it and then, you know, life just kept happening and yeah. you know, I haven't even thought about it since. And Ernie er- Ernie's really busy and you know, and with all of this happening, I doubt he's even gonna have the ability to race Baja this year, even if there is a Baja. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. but you know that since that was brought up, you never know in the future. And you know, I always have a scrambler and a tiger <laughs> to ride. So that's
0: Guess I'll be hitting you up
1: here in a while. Like, hey, you got that
0: 2019 XC sitting on the floor, huh?
1: Yeah, it's the last, <laughs> last one we have right now. I'm waiting for someone to take it home, but they haven't. Yeah, it looks so good with the tires and all. it's funny, it's all it's on it. The tire, the tires and the bar brace, I guess. But yeah, it looks good. I I, I was impressed because
0: you put me on that XC and I was really worried about how tall it was, but it rode uh-huh. it rode really well. And it, oh yeah, that thing puts power down. It's
1: it does, and they handle well, man. Around here, you know, a lot of the cats on the sport bikes will go to the mountain. And they'll go fast. I did that when I was, you know, 17, 18 years old on a CBR6 and a 1000. Uh, but, you know, I'll go to the mountain now, and I can go just as fast on a Bonneville T120. <laughs> like And uh, it, 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 you know, the pegs will touch every now and then. But, you know, I've had a couple of instances where I'm, you know, waiting at the bottom on a Bonneville they're on their own sport bikes. And then now they, and then it changes their mind on the bike a little bit and the whole genre. And, you know, yeah. Ernie riding a damn nose wheelie and flipping around and, and on that Speed Twin really opened a, a lot of people's eyes because some people think the bottom of the lineup is just, you know, bland, I guess. But that is not the case. It really is. Even the old, even the air-cooled Juno, the Scrambler, man, that thing, I love that thing. I did not want to sell the blue one that I had. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I say like, I, that I had, it's funny cause all my bikes, you know, I do have like a motorbike that's in my name and stuff, but all my bikes are demo bikes and I go yeah. through, I go through different bikes and I ride everything. You know, I have a demo rocket. I have a demo street triple. I have, and I say, I, it's because dude, any of my team members, you know, yeah. I will tell, you know, Damon, uh, it's my first one I think of. Yep. He's a, you met him, yep. uh, parts guy, service guy, sales guy, a little bit of everything. He has a speed triple, but I'll tell him, you know, he's going to go in for lunch. Hey, hop on this thing and go ride that. One being, I want my guys to know what the bikes are like. And then two, they need to be ridden uh, because the worst thing for these things is for them to sit. Um, So that's the one reason a lot of the bikes that we do have aren't hooked up. You know, uh, know, a small percentage of the bikes are – we have one of everything hooked up, if not two. Uh, But um, a lot of stuff will stay unhooked until it's uh, sold, so –
0: well, I mean, I, I get on my horse as a guy who is not impressive by any stretch of imagination, but uh, we, as a as an American culture, tend to get hung up on. Paying for more bike because it makes up for the skills that we don't have.
1: Yeah, yeah, so
0: yeah, so it's like, is you know, is an R six faster? I mean, sure it is. But the reality is, is if you have you know confidence, which is a huge piece, and then and then some skills, you know,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: Bonneville is a blast to ride fast. And you, you got know, that right. You realize you're getting one hundred percent out of the machine. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I never. I I, I mean, I could I learned how to back in a bike. I mean, I learned how to back in a bike on a dirt bike, obviously, really? but a street bike, I learned how to back in street bikes really fast on a Bonnie, you know, my air cooled Bonneville, Yeah. you know, just learning how to control it in a complete, you know, out of control drift slide. That's a scary feeling at first on a big, heavy street bike. Um. But, you know, it's shoot. Those things are so fun. I, I hate when people kind of down, downplay them and, and and just think they're the classic. because, dude, in 68, you know, 67, those years, a Bonneville was the bad thing to have. And yep. that, I mean, like the coolest bike to have, you know, the things that started kicking them not kicking them, I don't mean to say that. The things that came into started uh competing with them, like the CBs, and yep. and and then the list goes on, it literally does. I mean, I could talk all day about that, but um. <laughs> But yeah, man, there's 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 so many cool things with them, and that's what I love about them. And I like to be a a doer of all instead of a doer of one. (laughs) Yeah, you you know.
0: So I, I mean, and you said earlier about riding cruisers and whatnot. And like I said, that's what I like. That you have the demo bikes. I, I think a lot of us have, um, some perspective or some picture in our head, and it's what we like or what we know because of who our friends are or whatnot. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. you gotta go. You gotta go ride a bike. It's amazing how i mean i've yes. been on i mean the harley, harley fat bob that that bike is not a bike that makes sense for me to own at this stage in my life i had a blast on that bike i would ride mm-hmm. one every day if somebody gave me keys to it i just financially right.
1: can't qualify that it's just one of those things that
0: bikes just speak yeah. to you sometimes
1: <laughs> no dude you're so right about that and i hate when i hate when uh you know i get the the you know that's why I, it's why they, It's why Triumph sponsors Ernie is mm-hmm. to sell bikes. You know, it's why people. It's why Eli Tomac rides for Monster Energy Kawasaki is to sell KX450s. But I, nothing, nothing chaps me more sometimes is when someone dis. Uh, when they take away from themselves by listening and making a decision on someone else's opinion. Yeah. Because people's opinions are all different, and I'm not, and I don't think no opinions right because an opinion right. is opinion. There is facts and there's an opinion, uh, but the thing about a motorcycle is, I guess there is no fact on how it performs. You know what I'm saying? Well, there, there's only it's only a matter of how comfortable the person is, the ability, and this, that, and the other. But you're right, the bikes, man. They, they, they speak to you, and that's and I, and I, and sometimes people will you know may think it's tacky if they come in and I don't and I and I'm doing my you know I'm doing my typical sales end quote salesperson pitch. But I'm only talking from true heart and soul experience yeah. of that every single triumph that I've ever gotten on, I have looked down after I've, after I started riding and been like, damn, the only one, and I'm sorry to anybody out there. I'm not being mean. The only one that ever did not do that to me was an America.
0: <laughs> you liked yeah. the Speedmaster, but you didn't like the America.
1: Um, I did not like a stock Speedmaster. One of oh, our yeah. buddies, uh, in, in, uh, one of our, I say buddies now, he started off as a customer. Um, they paint our stuff for us. The custom right. Bonneville stuff that we have, uh, they paint them. He has a Speedmaster, and that thing's really cool. Yeah, it is. its It's got uh, – I think he has some different bars on it. It's a little more com- – I'm so tall. I mean, I'm not really taller than a lot of them. I'm 6'1", but a Speedmaster didn't fit me, and an America didn't fit me. Yeah. And a Thruxton doesn't fit me. Um, that, that's I don't, interesting. I'm not comfortable in a Thruxton R at all. I love them. I think they're really cool, um, but – Um, I don't know if you can see it in the, in the camera at all, but I had my my thumb and my hand reconstructed and I can't even ride one because it's so much pressure on my hand. Yeah. Um, So um, I love them, but I'm so tall. My knees, you know, a a Thruxton, it's weird. The six foot range is right about the brink of cutoff for a Thruxton rider because of the angles on a tank on the tank.
0: Yeah, I I took so. – I've only taken the standard Thruxton 1200 out for ride. I've been wanting Thruxton same ride thing the with the, the
1: tank and all. So. Yeah,
0: just the, the riding – he also had the catling on the front, which looks mm. really cool, but when you go ride right. that on the Blue Ridge Parkway at speed limits, it's not much mm-hmm. fun, you know, no. just the way it's set up.
1: But But those people that are looking for that ride, that's the type of ride they want, and that's, you know, yeah. that's what I have to look at too. So, you know, sometimes it's easy to let your opinion get in the way, so –
0: you well, know, it,
1: it, it, in, in my shoes, not in anybody else's shoes. you know, in my shoes as far as when someone's looking at a bike. So,
0: you started talking about tires earlier. Uh, yeah, and obviously, as soon as you start a tires and oil conversation, most people, you know, eyes glass over and then people start losing their shit. And everybody is a scientist or whatnot. And that's my own evolution of growing up and realize that there are people out there besides me. So, that's generally the advice that when bikes and tires, like, all right, stop the madness. Who is this person? Where do they envision themselves being who do they ride with? Where do they like to ride? Like the yes. answer for mm-hmm. the best tire has l- so much more to do with that. So what like, is the
1: best tire? Yeah, if you're,
0: if you're taking somebody's opinion, then you need to make sure that the opinion you're getting is from someone who appreciates the same things in bikes and riding yes. and where and whatnot. And even for if you sure. like riding the same way, if you live in California or New Mexico and you live in Kentucky, the the riding totally, may not be definitely. the same, even if you like the same
1: kinds of riding. Right. Yeah. For sure. No. I agree, totally different ball ball game here on the East Coast than the West Coast, that's for sure. That's wild. So, how are
0: you holding up over there? you are good, Do like you look like you're getting tired?
1: Nah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> totally good. Little girl's uh, with my mom, so we live in the same neighborhood, so wife's just chilling. Okay. I'm Got good you. there, so i probably have to there. get her at least by eight, so.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is we're getting we're coming up on about two hours. I got I got a a file size limit. I can only run so much. Sure. So indeed. Um. Well, obviously it's been an awesome chat, and I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find Tyler and Triumph of Harrisonburg. If definitely. For him, so.
1: Yeah, Instagram. Uh, definitely Triumph underscore of underscore Harrisonburg. Yeah. Uh, and then my personal um, that I started my Instagram <laughs> life out with uh, is MX818. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not, that's my very personal one. Um, I have quite a few others actually uh, that I help my other stores run some socials and stuff like that. And I have a guitar page and whatnot, but to find me is Triumph of Harrisonburg and MX818. Um, you know, Sometimes it gets a little slow. I haven't I've only posted once in the last week or so, but yeah, at the moment I'm, you know, I think everybody's probably experiencing a little bit. I'm kind of out of content because, um, you know, if you're not uh, riding. yeah, we're not riding in this. In and in, in when I was doing the adventure rallies, I have some footage, but man, I'm such an amateur at it. I they was that some of it wasn't even worth putting it together. So <laughs> it's it,
0: that's the story of my life right there. The best the best laid plans for how to video this and you look at it and you go, That angle's terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you can get a good uh you can get a good judgment of, of our feel, our best, our best thing for us. I mean, we have a website in our, my YouTube. Actually, you definitely go there too. It's Tyler Gant, and then it's uh, Moto Music and Culture because I don't want to limit myself to just Tiger Nine Hundred videos. You know what I mean? I want to. I have a Bonneville video we just put up. I have some guitar stuff I'll put on there for my, a different crowd. You know. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, the Instagram. If you go there, you get a very, very good uh, vision of of who we are and what we're about. Yep. Um, and and just about you know and I'll and I'll be kind of cliche and lame and say it but just literally about the hashtag motor life. Motor yeah. life is is everything and it's and it's not just one specific thing. And I used to use it. You'll if you get back to 2012 on my MX18, that was when I was so focused on moto, it was just nothing else. And I was using motor life, but I didn't actually understand the meaning. <laughs>
0: So <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of a revelation. That's kind of cool to, sure. to start closing things down with it. That uh, Chris Cope calls it the motorcycle journey. And as I'm, yeah. as I'm living it myself going, this is the best kind of riding ever. Two years go by and you go, right. no, this is the best <laughs> kind of riding ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yes. So amazing. So I will make sure that I put um, links to all the stuff you talked about in the description so po- folks can see that. uh, At this point, we'll see the guests down the road now.